Welcome to Paradise. Our first campaign, Advantage in Paradise, is a weekly actual play D&D podcast recorded live on Twitch every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the dulcet tones of our dungeon master, Sean O'Donovan, as he guides you through the wondrous world of Aradun. For some reason, Sean's uh, recap and our shenaniganry took like a long time on this one, so I cut it all out. And we're going to go right in. Uh, we are waking up the night after, or the morning after, I should say, last episode. Uh, so make sure that you've watched that. Listen to shit. God damn it. Morning comes to each of you one at a time. Kiran, you, of course, as per usual, have awoken earliest. Um, quite early. <laughs> uh, but the rest of you, one by one, come, come, to, uh, come to wakefulness a little late. Except for Curon, who wakes up at his usual uh, four hours later. I'll say it's a four and a half hours later because of that That's half drink. It's just sort of right. made it hard for you to get to sleep. But uh, Scarlet, you would wake up um, about an hour before everyone else because you really didn't have that much to drink either. They 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 let me sleep in like on on the table. Oh no no no! <laughs> they wouldn't let you sleep in on the table like that. Um... <laughs> No, yeah, that you, I guess actually, Wizwick, you would get woken up pretty early, uh, probably earlier even than Scarlet as they start to clean up around you. Um, You, you notice Shane starts coming around and taking stools off of tables. Um, Brian is starting to get the hearth going um, as uh, uh, Toira is, uh, is cleaning um, any, any leftover uh, mess from the night prior. Paravel's getting, you can smell, you're actually awoken by a combination of the like dragging of the stools on the wood, the uh, the, the uh, sparking of the flint and tinder for the um, for the fire, and ultimately the the delicious smell of bacon and eggs coming from the kitchen, where Paravel is preparing in the morning. You awake out of your books, pounding, pounding headache. Uh, probably still a bit groggy. You probably would want to still go upstairs to go back to sleep, but you uh, you have a I moment think, if you want to do anything. Yeah, I think I just like half uh, asleep, get all, uh, up from the table, and like with the book on my head, I just go over to the bar and like lay down, and I put I keep the book over my face as I lay my face down on the bar, so I'm like trying to like deal with like it being bright in here, and like wave my hand in the air like trying to get some food but like not making any like sound or anything just yeah. like waiting for somebody <laughs> to notice me and you're largely ignored for the most part except occasionally uh um brian will stop and kind of stare at you and just well, i have to get you some bacon uh as mm. <laughs> you just <laughs> moan into your tome uh Shortly after, you would you would uh, you would get some food, but uh, Huron and Scarlet, what would you like to do in the morning? If anything, Huron's... before everyone reconvenes. After you know coming out of his trance, uh, Huron's going to you know a trance that was relatively quiet for him. No crazy things happened, but he is going to prepare a small medi- like you know prayer. Uh, circle and you know he takes his reliquary the, you know this old uh, wooden cylinder 
and uh, uttering some elvish. The runes light up and it parts in two, and in the middle there's just this floating uh, moon rock, is what it is. Um, and then he begins a prayer to uh, Ilyuvania, seeking her guidance. Um, and specifically, uh, he asks, you know, Oh, dearest Crescent Hot, my path has always been true to you, and I find myself in the most unlikely of company. I pray to you now in hopes for a reply that I'm still on the right path. We have succeeded in defeating one of the pallid masks, but it seems like there may be more. And I look for your guidance now. And then he uh, uh, sits and waits for a while to see if there's a response. Mm -hmm. So as you set your usual ritual for the prayer down, <coughs> the... the um, the fragment of Ilya of the Crescent Moon, always a, str a strange relic that you have as it kind of the reliquary parts and it doesn't fall, it seems to float in its own gravity almost unaffected. Um, you pray, you ask Ilyvanya for guidance and you feel, you feel a, a quick, gnawing sensation on the ring and the finger that the cursed ring is on and it almost disturbs your your meditations over what you hold firm through as it continues to burn a bit of sweat comes down your brow but then suddenly there's a cooling sensation where the burn was and you feel a breeze move through your braids as you feel the emanating abjuration from the ring as it almost feels like toxin is being drawn from the wound and it falls off your finger and holds it up to the light to inspect it. Anything? Any new? Um, as you had seen when you first found it, it was a fairly simple in ornate ring mm. um, that just had a bit of um, like Celtic knot inscribed into it. Right. You notice that it's been almost like burned through like like a, a in the center of the ring if you're looking at it from the side there's a a line that looks like it's almost like someone had engraved across the entire celtic symbols muting them and you notice it for a moment almost glints with some soft light before it cools to a simple ring Kiran shrugs it's in the pocket and uh just returns to a simple, more of a meditation than a prayer until mm -hmm. the rest of his companions awaken. Easy enough. You uh, <coughs> you rest, or you, you, you sit and wait with your meditations with just the moonlight lighting you up from the window before slowly you start to hear the bustle of people outside beginning their work for the day. You hear the movement of chairs and whatnot below as the day is beginning. Scarlet, you awake at this time. 
Um, there's two things I want to do. The first, I want to go over to the window and I want to check to see if he left me anything and if I can see how he got up here. Okay. Go ahead. You go to the window and you open it back up. Um, you give me a perception check. 23. 23. Okay. You don't really notice too much. Um, it's there's almost shockingly there's no sign. There's no rope cut down below. There's no rope attached by anything up here. Um, you don't notice any disturbances in the wall below or anything dug into it. Um, there's no evidence of of his climb. Okay. And he didn't, like, leave, like, a note or anything for me? Uh, you look around the room and, and you see no messages of any sort. Just the only evidence of his, his him having been there is that the window was still open when you woke in the morning. Okay. Um, second thing I want to do is I want to go, um, I'd like to go outside like right under my window and if there's any like alleys or anything nearby i want to see like i it's kind of like a half-hearted attempt because i know he probably didn't stick around but just looking for him yeah you uh you go outside i mean when you pass through the uh the main room you notice everyone getting ready you see wiswick with his head in a tome on the uh at the bar go outside and there's there's people moving about, getting things ready for the day, setting up stalls in the market. You go around to the side where your window is that just sort of looks somewhat out to part of the uh, square, but um, is slightly in the alleyway, but not too deep in the alleyway. You see... Give me an investigation check. Fifteen. All you really see when you get out there is a few scuff marks in the dirt that could have been him moving about underneath there um, or it could have easily been a drunk there's no clear discernible tracks in the uh, um, mostly cobblestone so it's really just disrupted uh, refuse that's all around okay um I'll just kind of lean against the side of the building for a second, not really knowing what I want to do, what I want to say, or just still kind of shocked that he's alive. Um, and then I'll go back inside and I'll go sit down next to Wiswick at the bar. Okay, so you... You lean against the uh, the walls of the Guarverine Tooth, and occasionally some people walk by, getting ready for the day. Some dragging farm animals, some carts. It takes you a moment before you realize you snap out of it, realize you're out amongst folk, and you retire into the tavern. And you sit beside Wiswick. Oh, Scarlet, you don't look good either. Do you want some bacon? Sure. 
How are you I, feeling? I share my breakfast. Thank There's you. some half-eaten bacon on a on a plate that he's been clearly nibbling on over the last hour. <laughs> How are you feeling? I've been better. No. Do you remember last night at all? Bits and pieces. What do you remember? Um, there were a lot of halflings, like way too many. <laughs> um, there was that guard. I, no. I don't remember what I said to him, but he seemed kind of like a jerk. And, um, Cal was talking about his past, and you got into the argument. Cal was talking about his past. Eh, just was... a little bit. What did he say? Uh, he was talking about uh, why he. Well, didn't didn't he speak to you about it before? About uh, his family and why no. he went away from home. No. Hmm. Well, I, I guess it'd probably be better for him to tell you. I suppose that's fair. But I do remember the argument. Still not quite over it yet, but temper has been tempered for now. Well, well, that's good. Have we have we come to like a, a conclusion? Like, do we have a plan? I don't think one was able to be solidified last night. So we should probably talk about that now that we're a little bit more even keel. Okay, I'm gonna finish this breakfast and I've got some spells to prepare, but uh, then I'd be happy to. Take your time, I don't believe we're in any hurry. And as the morning crowd begins to come in, you see a few uh, <clears throat> very old um, villagers come in, immediately order uh, ale and other breakfast foods. You've mostly got the tavern to yourself as Cal, Timber, you awake. Huron, if you'd like to come down. Everyone is awake at this point. Uh, Timber would um, <clears throat> be uh, trying to do make some potions in the morning. Okay. <laughs> Cal, you wake to oh, yeah. How, split again. Uh, what do you want to do? Roll con? Or <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, give me a con roll. Yeah. All right. All right. Saving or normal? Uh, saving. <laughs> Doesn't matter, you I got low. Just my only natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not going to get that for the rest of the game. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so you you wake up and you've got that that splitting headache, concrete in your head. You slam the, the curtains shut and you hold back uh, a dry heave before struggling to start your calisthenics. <laughs> With a net? Well, you got any lower than that. <laughs> hey, you didn't throw up in the morning, and you're able to actually do your calisthenics. Uh, Timber, you want to try making some potions, right? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to use... Um... Yeah, I'm going to make uh, some wild sage root, which is... or just a normal... It's a DC 12. It's just a normal mm -hmm. healing potion. Uh, I 
think I just make it. Uh, I'm looking up the. Yeah, yeah I, I make it. That's I got a fifteen. <clears throat> which uh, you're doing the um, wild sage root. Which one? Even? Which is the last? Oh one. yeah, down at the so bottom. The DC of thirteen, not twelve. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's thirteen. Uh, what'd you get? I got a fifteen. Okay, so you're successfully able to make that uh, minor healing potion. Yes. Uh, I also I didn't actually look up the. I apologize for not being prepared for this. Um, the basilisk um, uh, poison. Oh, okay. So there's, yeah. There's there's there's, there's, <clears throat> there's basilisk breath in here, which mm. I didn't know if you considered that. The, the venom is which, or the bile of which the breath comes yes, from. Yes, I would consider that. Okay, all right. Um, so what you would, it's not the... Um, I'm not going to use it now. Bile. I'm not using okay. it now. I'm, yeah, so I'm just for future reference, it's not the basilisk bile that okay. is the ingredient for that. The basilisk bile is the ingredient for a potion that heals petrification. Okay. It's the crushed up basilisk eyes that make up that potion. Okay. So you're considering the eyes, the what, what we were referencing, the breath? Is that what you're referencing? Yes, okay. yes. Where it says right, basilisk breath, it's just basilisk, basilisk eyes. eyes. Okay, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm actually not going to use that right now, but I am going to make a... I still have another poison potion, but I'm going to use my last... Uh, actually, you know what? You can save it? I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Okay. But yeah, so I'm just going to make the healing potion. Okay. Um, how many vials do you have left, by the way? Just uh... I have three. I should have three. Okay. Yep. Okay. Excellent. So you set up your your Gwyn Bunsen burner and you need to mix the uh, mix the the potion. So it's a sixteen then. Yeah, sixteen. Okay. So you set up your alchemist set, boil away. your uh, ingredients, and you're able to successfully make that potion. Thank you. <clears throat> Would the two of you like to, or the three of you, like to join uh, Scarlet and Wizwick downstairs? Indeed. Okay. So, Wizwick yes, and Scarlet, you prepare your spells. You're nibbling on some bacon as your compatriots come down and meet you below. I want to be clear that. Uh... I know this is standard with preparing my spells, but I do cast my non-detection ritual, uh, and everybody in the bar probably sees that my skin like does that shimmery glow as I cast the spell. Mm-hmm. They, you know, uh... That's very bright. <laughs> uh, you see Paravel comes out from the back with a little bit more bacon and, and some... Uh, and some scrambled eggs, and she uh, dr- drops a big pitcher of uh, water down on the, the bar. Just, I think you're all going to need this. Uh, uh, and yeah, and uh, as soon as you're uh, finished with your meal, we can uh, we can settle your bill from last night. All right, yeah, what do, what, what do I owe you? Well, let me calculate it out and watch you enjoy your breakfast and talk a little as I figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, 
Scarlet. <clears throat> Scarlet, are you okay? Um, How, no, it's not what I'm asking. How are you? I'm better. Hmm. A lot of that going around this morning. Um. Well, uh, we, you know, we, um, we got your back. Timber said some stuff, and we got, we still got your back. Remember that. I'd rather not talk about it if it's all right with you. Yeah, no, I... I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, yep. Kieran's got himself like... a small plate of eggs and is just... <laughs> Cal, like, really uh... watches this exchange lightly tap like you go like a friendly punch on the shoulder but like a punch just like a like a yeah yeah we got it <laughs> he's having trouble like looking up you know he's just like <laughs> yeah yeah cal and uh Wiswick are the most afflicted by the hangover kieran <laughs> pours another glass of water and puts it in front of cal you uh you you sir you good you good you good person <laughs> <laughs> I believe it'd be best if you drink at a slow pace, though. Yeah, no, we'll be right as houses in a moment. Nope, safe as rain. No, it's fine. He doesn't know what he's talking about. The best cure for a hangover is to eat a lot of food, greasy stuff. Hmm, okay. That Gets the fine blood me too. I help myself to food and drink the water slowly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, comes back shortly afterwards, uh, after kind of doing some calculations and bringing a little bit more food out. She says, I, I think overall, uh, with the, uh, the amount of ski I all had, um, and the, uh, we got a whole chicken, uh, we got some other, well, you know, the food was part of your, your, your stay. So I'd say with the drinks, uh, that's a total of, I'd say about eight gold pieces. Okay. And I give her, I hand her eight gold pieces. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I want to take the little, was she writing it down? Like, could I take the little sheet? <laughs> yeah, that yeah, she has? yeah. Look at it. Yeah. Can I take a look at that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you uh, see, uh, it's calculating the, uh, um, I don't know the exact numbers, but um, there was definitely. Uh, I think he's just asking, is it accurate? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely accurate. It's the ski but, might be overpriced. But yeah, um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be worried about the price of the objects, just that mm -hmm. the objects were accurate. Oh, definitely. Yeah. She's not trying to, uh, to rip you off in that sense. You see all the rounds of ale. It's quite a lot. Um, it's, it's like 20 ales. <laughs> How many time rounds you had? Um, and all I'm just like counting skiing. like in my head like yeah you're like how many did I drink she uh she takes it she's like oh right excellent well uh if you need anything else let me know uh you're free to stay another night if you'd like you can reserve the rooms now uh but I'll let you enjoy your breakfast just call me over or, uh talk to old Shane and uh, we can get that all figured out Actually, thank you I believe we had a request um, for some wares. Do you, you said something about being a merchant. Like, do you have any uh, spell components or magical devices that you might be willing to part with? Oh, well, it depends on what you're looking for, and it depends on how much gold you got. There's not a lot of 
rare ingredients that come through this town. So I'm a little bit uh, conservative with my goods, but if the price is there and the need, what are you looking for? Um, I just want to be clear. Uh, I got some spoke components while fighting some bandits, but we didn't really clarify what those were. I'm I'm basically just looking for the components necessary for a fine familiar spell. So I don't know what I have, what I don't have. Okay. Um, I we, we, you got the components. The components were from the um, the caster bandit that was in the front of the uh, barrel. Okay. Correct. So you wouldn't from that you wouldn't have any of the uh, fine familiar components. That would have just been um, non-gold value stuff, really, unless I had stated okay. it otherwise. Um, but she does, as you kind of, I'd say, list out, oh, you know, some incense, some some, uh, some of the other requirements. She's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, there's, uh, if you're looking for incense, uh, well, I've got a little bit here myself, but if you head on over to uh, uh, Third Hand Luxury Goods, uh, Searsha over there, she probably could help you out. She's got tons of uh, tons of that kind of stuff, you know, the incense and the herbs and the uh, gems and inks and papers, all that sort of fun stuff. I'm mostly handling what I can pull together from creatures around this part, these parts. Hmm, okay, thanks for the tip. Oh, absolutely. She's a bit of a character, but she'll uh, she'll get you what you need. Can I tell her you, you you sent me like? Sure. Okay. I said most folk who uh, go to the shops around here, they're travelers. I usually tell them where to go, so they're used to it. Okay. Anything else you're looking for? I've got a few potions that I'm willing to part with, but uh, uh, most of my reagents I, I need. But uh, if you got anything specific you're looking for. Not for me, but I think somebody else wanted so, uh, something. Uh, I, I look around for Timber. He's Tim, Timber looks at you and is like... Uh, my head. Uh, what was it that he wanted? Something about a, a elemental water thing? Oh, Timber, you're in wolf form, aren't you? Right. Okay. <laughs> all right oh elemental water uh that's very hard to come by in these parts uh you know i've i've uh looked around for some myself from some traders it's great for mixing potions uh i'm not really interested in letting go of that unless you're willing to pay a little bit more for it uh, i can give you a uh, little bit of it enough for maybe one potion uh for yeah. Maybe, uh, where am I? What am I looking for? Elemental water. Okay. I'd let it go for, uh, probably a hundred gold pieces. That's, uh, pretty steep. Um, it's a very rare reagent. Okay, I mean, I guess I could understand that. 
Um, would you maybe perhaps be interested in bartering? We, we, we acquired Ooh. some interesting items in our travels. Maybe something piques your interest. Oh, what are you offering to trade? Uh, I look down at Timber at first, and I just give him a little shrug. <laughs> I guess he's nodding his head no. But uh, I start searching through my uh, um, bag, and I say, hmm. Are you have any interest in spell scrolls? Well, uh, sometimes I'm definitely something of an enchanter myself, so I do like to uh, peruse. What do you got? Mm, I don't know if I have any uh, spell scrolls in the um, school of enchanting. Maybe you would be more interested in well, I guess Featherfall, if that's something you like. I also can trade you information. Oh, information. I don't know what kind of information you can offer me. I'm just a humble innkeeper here. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't mind taking a look at that scroll of Featherfall. You know, I I dabble, but, you know, something like that. I might be able to uh, knock some money off of the uh, the cost of your uh, your water elemental. Or, you know. Uh, I pull out the scroll. I show it to her briefly. Like, I just leave it on the table. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm basically, like, going like this. But uh, I say, well, um, you might want to change your mind about the information. Uh, as an innkeeper, I'm sure you see many uh, other adventurers, such as myself. Maybe some board guards every once in a while. I happen to have a uh, lead on a hefty treasure that is nearby this area and they have a very detailed map on how to acquire such a wealth or fortune it will require some legwork but will pay off I assure you Uh, what sorts of uh, treasure are we talking about I found a mystical door, and within it is inscribed a large amount of rubies and gems, and centrally, a colossal diamond that has magical properties. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not much of an adventurer myself. I mostly like to send folk to go do the adventure for me, uh, and then I'll just pay them, and then I make my money elsewhere. So I'm not looking to go... Uh, uh, Spelunking into any any uh, caverns to find uh, diamonds as big as whatever. Uh, so okay. I'll take the Featherfall scroll and now knock fifty gold off of the uh, that elemental water for you. Uh, I look back down and I see Timber not uh, uh, shaking his head, and I say, "Hmm, still a little steep for us. We we racked up a little bit of a bill. Um, how about this?" Uh, I think that maybe the guards had some work for us. Why don't we just table this deal and uh, I'll come back later with the scroll. Sure, I've got a few other potions if you're interested in just buying potions. I've got, you know, your basic healing potions. I've got your antitoxin cells. I've got some potions of climbing. Uh, If you've got the money for it, uh, it's not too expensive, but I've got a potion of giant strength left over from my last stock. Most of the regiment took them, but... uh, 
you know, I've got one left. Strength, strength, huh, guys? Anything? I could go for some healing potions, honestly. Yes, I would like healing potions as well. All How right. much for the giant strength potion? Do, 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 do. I forgot for a second. One second. Oh, well, the giant strength, it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a hard one to make, uh, given the, uh, the need for the ingredients, but... Uh, I'd say the giant strength I can let go for, I'd say 125 gold. Um, <sighs> Kieran coughs out some water. I don't understand this economy at all. <laughs> oh, you believe me? I don't either. But uh, that's fine. <laughs> um, never mind then. It's a little out of my, how you humans say, ballpark. Now, if you were to provide me with some of the ingredients, I can always make these potions for you cheaper. You can find me some giant toes, and I can whip you up your own giant potion for much, much, much cheaper. Oh, that's all you need? Just some giant toes? Yeah, it was... Well, you know, there's other reagents that go into it, but the most expensive one is a giant toe, because who's bringing me giant toes? There's no giant farms around here. Giants in this area? Uh, sometimes. giants? I was a joke. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, lad. I, I saw how much you drank last night. Uh, well, you know, sometimes there's a few hill giants. You're not going to find some of the more uh, uh, wild giants like the frost or the wind or any of those. They're a bit too mystical for these parts. But hill giants, oh yeah. Interesting. Well. But I definitely can sell you some healing potions. That's what you're after. Yes, I would like one, please. Well, I've got four for sale. If you all would like them, it's 50 gold each. I'll take one. Absolutely. Brian! Brian! <laughs> now stop cleaning. <laughs> stop. Cl we don't have any guests. <laughs> well, this... well, you haven't bought a room again. Uh, Brian! <laughs> Uh, why don't you go back there and grab some of my uh, tinctures? You know, I'm a, we got some customers here for the apothecary. Um, yeah, I'll have that out. Uh, anyone else? I've got three more. Wiswick looks at his uh, meager coin purse and says, Okay, I'll take one. All right, that's two health potions anymore. I'm all set, thank you. All right, well, thank you. Well, if you need any more, let me know. I've also got these antitoxin... Uh, Sal's, if you're interested in that. What are they? Could we get a deal of... on them? We're kind of short on cash, and uh, we've already. Oh, well, if you buy uh, if you buy them in bulk, I can definitely knock some gold off of them. Uh, antitoxin will just give you a little bit of an edge against that poison for an hour. Give advantage on uh, cotton saves against poison for an hour. Uh, Sean, I'd like to tap into my Durin medicines. Um, does, is she selling us this because we're going to come up with against something poisonous near near in the near future? He's not going to tell you. He might. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> D100. D100. No, you can't. You can't tell. Yeah, D100. <laughs> something minor. Uh, no plot. Me, no, none of that. No, give me an insight check. Ooh, all right. I don't think I have a lot of that. A disadvantage because you're <laughs> yeah, fucking fair. hungover. That's hell. <laughs> well, Sean, I rolled a 17 and an 18. Oh, my uh, God. So we're going to go with a 17. Plus a zero for insight, so it's a 17. 
this is where your good rolls are happening. <laughs> so, uh, the fact that she doesn't have a lot of this stuff and she uh, and she's trying to sell it to you. I mean, if she's got it, it's got a use. Mm. You're just thinking the economy of the region. If she's making them, she's making them for a reason. So there must be some poisonous beasts in this region if antitoxins are necessary at all. Um, you know, you've all encountered plenty of poison in your time in Tresix. So it's hard to tell if it's something that's threatening the region directly, but there's poison. There's poison monsters everywhere. <laughs> uh, how much for one of the, the, the poison? The... Well, if you buy uh, if you buy one, it's uh, it's about uh, forty gold. But if you buy them in bulk, I can knock them down uh, about five or ten gold, depending on how many you buy. I've got a total of five of them. If you buy all five, I'll uh, knock it down to uh, twenty gold each. One moment. throws up into the trash. Yeah, I was, I was like about to for the joke, but then I realized that I rolled a 20 on the constitution so I wouldn't. You're um, more of a headache than a yeah, uh, nausea. Yeah. So I turn to my, my companions and I go, do we need the things? Q, what do you think? Well, I already have prepared lesser restoration, which can cure one of poison. Okay, thank you. Ah, oh, fair enough. It's all right. I've I also mean, got I those potions of climbing, if you'd like. I need to go for a walk. All right. Well, I think I've uh, taken up enough of your time. Uh, I just have one question for you. Oh, absolutely. What would you like? Uh, is there somewhere around here that deals with imbibing weapons? Imbibing weapons? You mean, well, what does that mean? Like... If I wanted to put something drinking in weapon. weapon, she means drinking sword. weapons. Yeah, it's when you drink your swords. She might mean imbuing. Uh, imbuing. Oh, well, be, do you mean do you mean an enchantment? Wow, that's embarrassing. Yes, I'll be the outside. <laughs> you're uh, you're. This is where you you shake off. You're like I had a few ales too. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we could imbue a few drinks later. Uh, <laughs> mean, uh, oh no, it's a thing. You mean like magically, or are you talking about? Uh, well, sharpening? No, magically. Well, I tinker myself a little bit with magical enchantments, but I'm a bit of what you'd call an amateur. Mm. Uh, you're not going to find many uh, proven enchanters in a town, a hamlet like Bracklin Glen. Mm. You'd have to go to one of the capitals for that mm. larger city or uh, find some someone on the road, one of those. They're, those are dangerous folk. I always tell folk, don't get your enchantments from vagrants, no matter how good the price is. I'll take you. We'll make it to Vermal Seal one day. I'll take you to the Smiths on Red Street. Now, you used to be a great enchanter over in Imagine Set. I used to learn a little bit from, but he left a long time ago. Do you know where he went? Uh, I don't know. He kind of he kind of took the old dusty trail. I think he uh, became one of those vagrants I was talking about. I don't know. You deal with that many... Uh, alchemical ingredients and magical enchanting objects. It sounds to uh, addle the mind a little bit. Ha! I, I exclaim, looking at Wizwick a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd been enchanting for 40 years straight, I think. You know, that's going to do something. 
Oh, well, his name, let me find my notes here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, where's my, where's my naming convention? You can tell my party while I quickly leave here. Probably there. Orland. Yeah, Tiver's going to get up and follow Cal. You know, not get up, but, well, yes, get up. Uh, did you say Orlin out loud, Wisbeck? Uh, yeah, but he said it in a mocking manner. Oh, it was Norlin, but Orlin used to be a student of his for sure. I heard what uh, terrible things happened with Orlin down over in Magin said. He, you know, he used to live here. He was a, I, I knew him when he was a little boy. But uh, he, he used to work with uh, uh, with Erlin. Oh, no, that sounds too close to our Orlin. <laughs> I'm changing his name right now. He used to work closely with uh, with uh, uh, Elgoth. Uh, <laughs> it's just my luck. The name I look to is that's uh, at, least cons- at least you're Orlin consistent. And Orlin. They, just, they just made so many enchantments together. You know, Orlin. So he Elgoth, he went down Elgoth. He's, yeah, he's that vagrant you were talking about. Well, I uh, there's a few vagrants that wander around these regions, but he's yeah. If you if you meet Elgoth on the road, I'd uh, be careful. He's not necessarily the safest one to, uh, to purchase. Matt, you might get a deal, but also who knows? It might accidentally be cursed. It might uh, it might uh, backfire or be broken. Oh. Yeah, you guys. Uh, you guys often seem to self-reflect in the middle of conversations. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> wow. I guess that's the adventuring life, right? Yeah, there's oh. a lot of missing pieces. You know, it's just one big puzzle that I'm excited to solve. Well, that's life, isn't it? <laughs> you said that. <laughs> well, uh, could I get you anything else, or are you all set? Uh been happy to talk with you don't get to talk this kind of highbrow stuff that often it's mostly just ski but don't get me wrong i could talk about the distilling process for ski all day but uh i think uh unless you need anything else i gotta get ready the uh the lunch crowd's gonna come in soon no actually i think i'd like that uh can we just talk about the distilling process of ski all day oh well uh maybe if you come by tomorrow we can talk about it i got some work to do yeah, if you have time, yeah, that's I'd love to hear about you and your past and things about maybe what exactly you are. Ah, oh, well, I'm a furballer. You never met a furball before? You ever meet a Snurve Neblin before? <laughs> I have. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, who was it? Maybe I know them. Oh, he was a traveler. Came through, wanted to uh, check out Magin's set because, you know, there's all the... There's a lot of legends about Magin set from a uh, you know pre uh, pre Godsmack. What? Uh, Godsmack yeah, I mean that's kind of what attracted me. <laughs> that's the uh, the local peasant uh, way of uh, putting the Morisir conflict. <laughs> well, you see, there's so- the Morisir conflict, and there's Godsmack. <laughs> But no, you know, he came through. He wanted to check out um, Magin Set. You know, it's uh, it's thousands of years old. I know it's just kind of a whatever town now, and there's the festival there. But uh, and now there's no one there. But uh, back in the uh, pre-Gadsmack days, uh, it was a pretty uh, uh, interesting place. The whole region was supposedly. He told me a few tales, but uh, yeah, you know, did he? Did he? look anything like this and i cast a minor illusion of my uncle's face a little younger than he is now uh 
you know, this was a while back, and I... But yeah, that kind of looks like Oik. I, I kind of just, like, step back, and I, 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 like, slam my hands on the table and, like, lean in real close to her, and I say, Can you tell me everything you know? Where was he going? What was he doing? Well, I got some work to do today, but if you want to talk about it later or maybe tomorrow, I'd be happy to talk all day about it. Oh, come on. I want to know. Well, all I can tell you is he was looking at the magic set, trying to find any re any remnants of the old spire that he could find uh, that he read about in some of the, you know, those dusty books in the libraries in Care Dolan. Ooh. Yeah, the some Black legend. Spire? The, the, yeah. It was in ancient times. Oh yeah, well, I don't know much about it. I just kind of listened to him as he uh, he used to like to have a uh, ski for uh, ski for dinner, and uh, we would just I uh, just listen to him talk. Well, if you have any more information about the spy or anything you might have shared, I would love to have it. Well, absolutely. Feel free to come by when I'm a little less busy, and we can okay. talk all about it. Great. Thank you so much. I, I look forward to our next conversation. Absolutely. Now feel free to enjoy the city. Or Hamlet. We're not a city. Uh, and she steps away um, <clears throat> and starts to go back and cook. And she's really just getting into cooking for, uh, as you notice, a few people come in. Um, it seems like since we're nearing the, uh, the midday hour, um, folks are going to start coming in for, for some lunch, but what would you like to do? Wiswick frolics off out the door to go to the, um, the, the what was it? The third-hand store? The third-hand luxury goods. Third-hand lug luxury goods. He starts frolicking out, feeling, uh, having a new positive look on his morning. <laughs> uh, have we seen Valen at all this morning? No, you have not seen Valen yet. Okay. Uh, Kieran might, you know, to the watching Wiswick frolic out, um, go, well, he's off on his usual escapades. Um, I believe I'm going to go up and speak with Valen. Uh, re the guard last night. Um, I'm still not sure if it's the best course of action, kind of looking at Scarlet, like, you know, you're the one, like, what's up? Um, hey, Cube. <clears throat> I'm yes. going to ask this. Did you know that you abbreviate regarding? I'm sorry? Abbreviate the word. Is he coming in really choppy for anyone else? Yeah. Yeah, he had a... You, you went out for a sec, Tim. <clears throat> Ow. You know, Kieran. <laughs> yes? You abbreviate the word regarding a lot. <laughs> oh. Um, well, that's because obviously in Elvish, mm -hmm. um, it's shorthanded a lot because regarding is a long word when you can just say re. Sure. As in previous. Before. I just assumed, I guess I assumed that Elysian would abbreviate other words too, but. Kieran, I'll go cool. with you upstairs. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's at that point, uh, um, <laughs> Cal, you hear just just below your eyeline. Oh, you know, I, 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 I thought the same thing when I heard him <laughs> saying, <"Hey." laughs> you see, Torah's just like scrubbing the side of the bar, uh, <laughs> like just next to you. you Did know, anyone ask you, Torah? Uh, no one asks me anything. 
No. Don't ever ask me nothing. You know, Toira, um, you seem very lovely, but uh, the whole constantly appearing everywhere that you're not supposed to be, it is, it's it's off-putting. It's off-putting. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to go make sure Wizard doesn't kill anybody or himself. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> and you see, see Sorry, purpose. Sort of like looks up as you walk, walk off and she's like, and she just makes eye contact with with Timber, who's just there. Oh, just... <laughs> what are you doing, pup? Can I get you anything? And then and when he shakes his head, he's he's just gonna turn around and follow Q. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> Wiswick and Cal are going off to the shops, as the rest of you are going to go check on Valen. All right, so Kiron and Scarlet and Timber, you get upstairs. You knock on the door. Um, it takes a while before you hear anything, and you actually hear like some stumbling, and like short, like uh, like quick movements. You hear something get knocked over. You hear some thuds as the door just opens slightly ajar, and you just see just this this face covered in and sweat and just crouched over in, in the dark, only lit by a light candle as you just see you see the Asimmer. Um, greetings. Is the captain Thalen in there with you, the wood elf? Uh, yes. No. No. He left in the morning. He said he'd be back. Did he say where he was going or when he'd be back? He, he said he'd be back by dinner. Hmm. Oh, where are we? Um, well, my friend, we are in the township of Brackerlin Glen. Um, we are <coughs> a group that uh, I assume saved your life. Right? Looking back to, like, Scarlet and Timber to be like, yeah, we saved his life, right? That's what we did? The mast didn't split itself. I don't know. I don't know much about that. How much have you spoken with the captain? Uh, Just this morning, I woke up. He told me what happened. He was trying to help me. Remember. Hmm. Probably should have done this a while ago, but and Kieran's just gonna like put his hand on his face and uh cure wounds. <laughs> <laughs> or inflict yeah. wounds. Yeah, cure wounds. Cure wounds. Hey, it's like oh I got one reagent wrong. Said <laughs> <laughs> so one word. In in Elysian, it's very easy to change, you know, cure and inflict. <laughs> um you watch as you sort of the, the light of Ilyuvania leaves through your fingers and you can see that his veins light up and it, it takes for sure. And, and it's it's somewhat strange to see because you can see like the veins lighting up and the, the black blood that, that course, courses through them due to this fallen nature. Um, you know, the, the heavy crow's feet under the eyes. And he seems to straighten up a little. Who are you people? Um, I believe we're being referred to as the Heroes of Magincent. 
I don't quite like that name, though. We should think of a different one. That's fair. It is very region-specific. Well, that's how we're not quite heroes. Well, I don't think. For yourself. Um, anyways, we delved into a arrows south of here. Um, Barrows. Yes. Of some ancient archmage, uh, we believe. And it was there that we found a man cloaked in yellow, wearing a wooden pallid mask, forming a ritual uh, involving you. Uh, where you were similarly dressed in a yellow robe and pallid mask. He, uh, the, I guess the leader of this cult. Um, you know, as you, as you sort of start to explain these things, particularly when you talk about the pallid mask, the, uh, the asimer starts to panic, not panic in a, in a very like, but like their eyes kind of wide and they just sort of, Apologies, maybe this is too much at the moment. I, I, I don't, I don't remember that. I, he is help. <clears throat> the elf is helping me. Remember? Of course. He went. He, he said he was going out, out of the town, to, uh, to search for. I don't know what. Scout, I don't know, he said he was stopping at the Lawmasters before leaving. Of course. Looking uh, back at Scarlet, uh, Kieran's gonna go, well, I guess we will be helping at the town because I don't know if it's smart to leave here without Valen. Do you agree? I do. Maybe we can go see what he wanted with the Lawmaster. My thoughts exactly. Well, my friend, um, I apologize. Do you have a, a name you prefer? I do. <laughs> Erlen. Yeah, I say, yeah. <laughs> my name is Shane. Lurby. <laughs> Man, I need to my get... My name is Bracton Moore. My my name is Bracken. No, I, need, <laughs> I need I need to get some ink for my printer because I do not like having to go through my Google Docs for this. <laughs> uh, Control F, dude. No, I know it said I left, so I left the notes about where his name is in the previous sessions notes. Well, that's just foolish. like a dummy. It's almost like you expected us to cure his wounds and ask more earlier, <laughs> but we we're kind or of or just like, not spend so much time sitting at a bar. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. Angel face. Yeah. Oh yeah. I am angel face. <laughs> it's okay. We can edit this out. We can edit this out. We do not. Yeah. Can... yeah. Just edit it in post. <laughs> Fix it in post. Fix it in post. Fix it. Oh, maybe his name should be like Exitim post. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> A fixy post. A fixy post. No, his name is. Oh, my stupid thing. His name right, is my it. name. Sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, I, <clears throat> I believe my name is Johan. Johan. I remember. He helped me remember that. Johan. Well, 
you continue to rest, and we will go about our business. I assume we'll be back with the Captain Valen later to discuss some expertise. Yes. Thank you. I think. Don't thank me. Thank the Crescent Hearted. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> closes the door. Um, so yes. Stopping in now with Wiswick and Cal. Um, you go out into the square uh, just for... So the first thing you see in the square... No. Uh, you see the square is much more lively. <laughs> than it was uh, the um, the night you arrived. <coughs> Sorry. Um, the first thing you notice as you step out is that the center of the square has a um, a large um, a large park in the middle. Actually, um, large for the town. You know, this is a small hamlet. The square itself. Oop, that's too many people. <laughs> That's too many people. <laughs> um, it's quite bustling, though. Um, and there is uh, this patch of green grass in the middle that has these very large oak trees that have grown in it that are so ancient that you know the way oak trees, when they get old, they just sort of billow out like tentacles. And there's th looks like maybe three or four of them. It's hard to tell from here. Then their um, branches just sort of almost create a, a dome of... Uh, a canopy within itself over this um, small circular park in the center. And it looks like the villagers has, have tended to little archways cut in the branches to allow entrance into, into this little grove. Um, that's in the center of the town. Um, you can see people coming in and out, um, looking around. You notice now that you're in the daylight that the, um, the square has these... Um, painted and colored stones that make up these beautiful mosaics and the cobblestone. Um, they're very dimmed as if they haven't been tended to in a long time, but they are, you still recognize some beautiful patterns and, and colors amongst it. Um, looking around, it doesn't take you long to see a, um, a two-story building, uh, two-story uh, apartment looking building that has a sign out front that says third hand luxury goods. It's uh, obviously like a um, store on the, the lower level, home on the top. Um, amongst other things you see, you can see uh, across the um, the uh, square is the Lawmaster's Tower, um, which is roughly 90 foot tall round tower um, with an adjacent small barracks uh, on it. It's the only stone structure besides the Abbey of the Everflame. Um, at the top of the tower, you can see that it has uh, a large bell in the top. Um, next to it, not too far, between some uh, residential buildings, you do see the Abbey of the Everflame, which has a very traditional Gothic church look um, with a large stained glass uh, circular window in the uh, front uh, tower um, that uh, has uh, different uh, shingles of red, silver, white, orange, yellow, making up the sigil flame of the Everflame. You also see directly across from it is what you presume was mentioned earlier is the rooted hall. So you see a, um, 
a domed, a dome-topped stone structure. Um, within the center of the dome, sticking out of the top, you can see an ash tree, um, which is overgrown over the top, although it does not have any um, any leaves yet. Uh, and then you see the pillars that make up the surrounding of the circular building um, are carved like roots themselves. Um, you hear the sounds of the clinking metal coming from a, a open air um, smithy shop and a sign that says Scriver's Armor and Strings. Um, these are the largest shops in the uh, in this, this square. You can probably find other shops too, but these are the ones that have the big signs out front and are really, uh, really advertising. So Cal's feeling better now. He's out in the fresh air and the food's working. And you're rolling that 20, so we're on the up. Um, Definitely. So, Wizwick, what are we actually looking for? I, I didn't pay any attention to the conversation. You started uh, talking about magic in a... Uh, yeah, I'm looking for a, um, a reagent store. Hmm. I'm looking... I, I need some more components in order to uh, resummon my familiar jet. Oh, yeah, I missed jet. Yeah, okay. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's rock and roll. Okay. So you're gonna head towards uh, the third hand store. Yeah, I'm. I'm like investigating around. Maybe just ask somebody like for directions or whatever. Wait, there yeah. was a big side, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the kind of thing I where if you just kind of walk around the the park in the center. Um, you eventually will see all of the shops. You'll easily able. Doesn't take you long to find a third hand um, luxury goods store. You go inside. You hear this little tiny bell ring as you come in. Come inside, and it's a small chamber um with uh bookshelves lining the walls on the left and right side it's very very claustrophobic the bookshelves go straight up uh, about uh 30 feet now that you're inside you can see that the second story is it just goes straight to the ceiling the um the the shop area and you can see a balcony above the bookshelves um with some uh heavy uh maroon curtains and it's it the place reeks reeks of incense um like you're definitely gonna be able to get the incense you need it's pungent to the nose um it stings the eyes you can actually see it floating and kind of lingering amongst the first floor um you see it on these shelves bookshelves there are a lot of books but there's also um you know gla a glass jar that has um you know has this green slime in it you see Another another jar that has uh, fireflies in it, um, just all sorts of kutraman for organic reagents and and other things. Um, but then you also see behind the front desk is your um, your your classic you know scroll work vellums that one might want to buy, several cases of inks, um, and as you approach the the, the um, the front desk itself it is a jeweler's um, case, so you see several gems underneath there of varying sizes and quality, and necklaces and rings and other things. Um, as you approach, you slowly uh, uh, see someone come from the left side out from some of these curtains. As you see a half-elven woman um, who's probably probably about oh, I have it written down. She is. In her, it's hard to tell because you don't experience a lot of half elves. She's anywhere from your eye between 40 and 80. 
you know, it's hard to tell with uh, the sort of the half elven nature. She has very short pointed ears, um, very, very uh, bright gray eyes. Um, you can notice some wrinkles, um, but there's also a heavy layer of uh, powdered makeup. Um, she has short hair that's sort of held up um, and swept up and back, and it's it's very bright, um, bright gray itself. She's wearing very nice violet robes that have uh, gold um, gold trim on them. Um, as she just sort of holds her hands out and comes and says, "Yes, hello, welcome, welcome to the third hand luxury goods. I am uh, I am Sirsha Valandia. How can I help you today?" Uh, I think upon first entering the store, uh, Wiswick's kind of like a kid in a candy shop where he's just like, you know, of like how wonderful this place is. And, uh, he leans over to her as she introduces herself and says, I am Wiswick Netherrock. You might've known an Oic in the past. I must say. I, I I admire your shop, your your shopkeep, very much. This is a beautiful establishment. Thank you, Wiswick, Nether- Wiswick Netherrock. I have not met an Oic Netherrock. Uh, perhaps uh, I see many travelers through uh, traveling wizards and magi come to my shop. Um, yeah, you might have, uh, missed your memory. I'm sure he would have loved this place, though. Uh, well, I- I've come for some, uh, small, um, reagents, you know. I-, I could use some, uh, incense of my own, and, uh, I, I need to recreate my familiar. Ah, fine familiar. You need the ingredients. How many, uh, Casting worths, would you like to purchase? I have plenty. I've got to be honest with you, I'm a little short on money, but uh, maybe we can do some bartering, and uh, perhaps you have some information for me. I've been I've been uh, looking for some information on so a black spire of mm. sorts. It's from a nearby town known as Maginset. Yes, I am familiar with Maginset. Black Spire you're interested in. Well, tell me first what you have for, for trade. Uh, I pull out all of my spell scrolls, <laughs> excluding the uh, book that I just recently acquired, and I will also put down the rune scroll and the small piece of paper that had, like, the treasure map on it. Oh, my treasure map. Uh... I'll even throw down um, my socks of finding and uh, what else do I got in here? I don't think I have the uh, staff of the skull, even though it's in my inventory. Uh, but just to be clear, that's the scroll of Misty Step, the scroll, of, uh, the Tiny Hut scroll, the Featherfall scroll, and the Fireball scroll. Okay. She starts to, she holds up each scroll and unfurls it. She reads the equations. Um, she holds up the socks. And you see a trace of few runes in the air, or in her eyes, laid up lightly, and you recognize her casting, um, identify on them. I, I just say, like, please, 
Careful. Those, those are my favorites. Interesting, interesting. And and how many, uh, and what exactly are you looking for in exchange? What are you giving forward for the incense? And how much incense do you want for what you're giving forward? How many casts worth? Well, honestly, I don't see that uh, spending too much money on incense. I mean, they're, they're fairly cheap, right? I, I, I've laid out a quite a uh, spread here. I, I, I'm kind of looking for something more interesting. I see you've got a beautiful collection of ju uh, jewelry. Yes, yes. What sort of gems are you interested in? Uh, I kind of want to just take a look at her, her jewelry section and mm -hmm. see if there's anything that appeals to me magically. Maybe I'll even just uh, hit, I'll start casting my own identify rune on something that mm -hmm. looks intri intriguing. Okay. Um, Cal looks uncomfortable in a quarter. Yeah, this is, this is, Cal, this whole thing is just freaking you out. Yeah, Cal, you're actually, you're in a, uncomfortable in a corner and you just kind of like turn and look and there's just a huge jar next to you that has a bullywug head in it um, that's just staring at you. Go on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, uh, I just kind of side-eye it and then just look back down at the floor. Um, yeah, its eyes follow you. It kind of follows your head direction. It's just... I kind of look back at Cal and he's like, Hey, Cal, you got anything you want to uh, give up for barter? Uh, possibly to get us some better stuff? Uh, I would very much like to leave. <laughs> um, well, you don't really need to stay. I might be a little while. Do, do you want to go? Uh, I'll meet up with you in the center of town. Sounds good. And Cal, uh, Cal leaves without looking at anything. <laughs> <sighs> Have a lovely day. <laughs> um, she starts to calculate and look through all of your your items. She's, I may have something that might be of interest to you. Uh, let me look. Yes. You see she bends down and opens up a uh, section of her um, um, the jewelry case um, below that's not in the uh, the stack that that's in the front. Um, and you see she pulls out this very nice periopt. Um, it is got this um, gold embellishment all around it um, with a, a very nice looking ruby in the center on a golden chain. Um, it's a tight golden chain, something that you would wear and it would be sitting right at the crescent um, or on, on someone larger than you would be closer to their heart. Um, yes, this this is a magical periot that, uh, when attuned to its user, it will uh, protect you in the most dire of situations. It will close your wounds and keep you living if you are brought down by the blade. It's a periot of wound closure. Interesting. Uh, Which, uh, while you wear this pennant, you stabilize whenever you are dying at the start of your turn. In addition, whenever you roll a hit die, 
to regain hit points, double the number of hit points it restores. Wow. Is this a temporary thing, like a one-time use on the... Nope, uh... This is an attuned item, attunement item. Very cool. Now I would have to take much of what you have here for this. But it might pique your interest. And if you give me more, I can give you stacks of charcoal, incense, and herbs for your familiar. Uh, so I look at the pile that I have. Um, I think that he is hesitant to give up his socks at first. He, he looks down at the socks and he says, mm, this is probably what you want the most, right? But... Oh, very interesting. It's tough for me to leave them, you know. We've had some good times together. <laughs> so, uh, just refresh me what you've put down. You've got the, you've put all your scrolls. You've got the Misty Step, um, Hut, Tiny Hut, Fireball, Featherfall. Uh, feather you didn't put right. Firefall down, or did you? I did put Fireball down. Okay. Okay. I did. Uh, oh wait, no. Fireball was a part of the book, right? Book. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Right. So no Fireball. Okay, so Misty Step, Hut, uh, Feather Fall, um, Socks. Um, is there any, what else did you put down? Anything else? Well, I can't put down the ring, otherwise I would. Um, oh, wait, <laughs> I do have a ruby fire ring. I have you do a fire have the ruby. fire ring, yeah. Uh, that was not on the table, but it is like I am wearing it, so she could probably see it if she wanted to make a deal. Oh, I have Animate Dead Scroll as well. All right. So, you have quite a collection here. What I am most desire are these socks, but you seem hesitant to relinquish them. I notice you have a ring on your finger, radiating magic. Is that for trade? I don't think it is. I'm I'm quite attached to this ring. Uh, maybe if you could offer me something a little bit more flashy, hmm. I might consider it. This this ring has some significant defensive capabilities of its own. Hmm. I do not know. Hmm. What I can give you is I can give you this periapt if you are so interested in it. And I can give you five stacks of ingredients for your familiar. I will do this for... If you will not give me the socks, perhaps all of these scrolls. Uh, Wiswick thinks about it for a minute and looks down at the scrolls and bites his lip, but he says, You know, this knowledge, it's, it's quite powerful, but I find uh, myself lacking in the funds to really support my studies. 
and you're you're you make a you you run a hard bargain but i i like your i like the cut of your jib this place is really great i, I i'll take your deal a lot of sailors in the underdark <laughs> uh yeah you got the uh underwater underdark seas uh <laughs> they're, they're actually very big they are actually the underground uh, lakes oh oh yeah i mean the underdark spreads from Alicia down through the Gosuru nations. It's pretty massive. Uh, anyway, uh, she's, she she drags all of the scrolls over. And she looks and she slowly slides the periopt across to you. And then you see she disappears into the back for a little while, probably packing together your uh, charcoal um, incense as and other she, reagents. As she does this, I just want to double check like if I haven't already like it cast identify on the um, periot myself just to make sure that everything checks mm -hmm. out yeah and and it does check out so as you're uh, casting this um, you hear a little uh, you hear a like bronze like plate or bowl get knocked off one of the shelves and just starts to do, do that symbol shake on the ground as you look over and you see crawling around a uh, um, a stack of books and other relics. You just see this little blue-scaled pseudo dragon that's just sort of and it's just staring right at you and just see it coughs up a little small <laughs> the chromatic flame is just. Uh, I kind of like lean closer to it, and I say, my, what a beautiful specimen you are. I mean, for Wiswick, this is just a full-size dragon, right? <laughs> uh, Do just, I know anything about pseudo-dragons in my uh, studies? Give me give me two rolls. Give me a... Uh, uh, first, give me an animal handling check, just for, uh -oh. just, just for <laughs> approaching it. And then two, give me a, um, a nature check. Uh, so the animal, <laughs> I'm not very good tonight. Uh, <laughs> the animal handling is eight plus zero. So eight and the nature check is two plus 10, which is 12. <laughs> so, uh, the first, the pseudo dragon coughs up another chromatic flame that just lights up the, the, the phrase of your beard. <laughs> And just for a moment, it sort of singes the edges of your beard, and you just get that burnt hair smell as you just like. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, as far as your knowledge of pseudo dragons, you don't know too much about them. You know, they're you know they've got you know they're they have um, a relation to uh, to other draconids, um, but uh, they're usually only um, companions or pets like this for. For pretty magically attuned individuals um sometimes you've heard of some people gaining them as um, familiars themselves if that's the case could i just uh while i wait for her to like finish her business in the back of the store i'm just gonna like sit down and start writing notes about the creature and like maybe just like feeding it stuff that i had in my pocket maybe some bacon left over from breakfast yeah. uh and see if I could like see like what types of mannerisms it is, how it moves, mm -hmm. stuff like that. I just want to get some details of my own uh, about yeah. this creature. 
Uh, give me another animal handling check. And I'll give you a little bit, and then she'll come back and give you your your stuff. Ooh, this time I got a 17. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the behavior of the pseudo dragon reminds you of a cat, really, um, in the way that as it starts to become more comfortable with you, you see that it kind of, like, moves in that way cats do, where it kind of walks back and forth, maybe occasionally rubbing its side up against you. Um, you notice some purring noises actually coming from it, mixed in with its, its sort of squeaks and, and little growls. Um, and then occasionally it'll fly up, land on your head, and sort of sink over your face and then drop down into your book. Um, it's an adorable creature. Uh, <laughs> as she, uh, as she um, comes in, um, very quickly afterwards with a stack of wrapped incense blocks and wrapped charcoal and, and other herbs. And just, oh, it just looks like you have met Silas. Yes, I've uh, taken quite a liking to him. him it's, it, it's, I don't tend to give him a... I guess I just did. Uh, it's, a, it's a boy. Uh, <laughs> it uh, coughs again and just <laughs> like, <laughs> singes your beard again. <laughs> Um, but she hands you over the uh, the wrapped herbs, and it's it's uh, fifty gold worth of, of fine familiar ingredients. Nice. All right. So, um, I do you think I gathered enough information about this creature to perhaps replicate creating this uh, with my fine familiar spell? No. Um, what you might understand, it, it would take you a little bit more research. Um, and you'd actually have a better chance of, of finding an actual pseudo dragon and and bonding with it to turn it into a familiar than you would in creating a pseudo dragon familiar because they're a bit more powerful despite their similarities and the fact that powerful mages and sometimes warlocks uh, have them as, as uh, familiars. It's um, it's not common for the the standard spell to to be able to create these. Tell me, what was her name, Solyndra's? Uh, her name is Sirsha, Sirsha Valindir. Sirsha, uh, if I may call you Sirsha, um, where did you find such a fantastic creature? Well, I've, I've in my younger days, I traveled quite uh, frequently across Gwenvalir. I have not always had a shop in Brackling Glen. I have spent time in the north. I've spent time in Byzantium. I've spent time in Farathris. Uh, I've even visited uh, Theris Moor uh, once in the Mordnari Hollow of that region. This is where I found this little fellow. All right, I gotta write this down. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't want to... Uh, did Have you been with him for a long time, you'd say? Oh, he is a close companion of mine. Yes, Silas and I have been together for nigh a decade. Wow. I found him surrounded by yellow drakes in the Madnari Valley. The Madnari Hollow is going to be lunch that day. That's that's quite an awesome story. I'm I'm really glad for you. Um, 
I can't say that I, I am, am not just a little bit jealous of your current uh, standing. You've got a wonderful companion, a beautiful store filled with knowledge and power. Uh, I've really got to say, it, it, you're really a sight for sore eyes. And uh, I, I, if you ever need anything, or you, you just let me know, okay? Absolutely, Wiswick Netherrock. You are welcome back into my store at any time. I do not see a lot of uh, folk interested. As they say, and she sort of gives you a wink and nods her head, hiding in plain sight. I, I just give her a little nod as well. And uh, maybe just like a, a small glimmer uh, phases through my skin. Like, just so she could, like, uh, like I, I get her what she's getting at. And um, I think I, like, give her a quick little bow for goodbye and say, Oh, yes, and if you have any um, information about during your studies, if you have any information about that Black Spire or perhaps mm. uh, a entity known as the Pallid uh, King, Yes. Okay. You would you be sure to let me and my friends know. Uh, my, my familiar is a bat. Ah, lovely. Well, if you so want to have discussions more about research, feel free to come back at any time. Or if you are of the uh, skill, you can. You're always welcome to send me a message. Okay. Great. Uh, I say i bid her adieu and yeah. uh, she gives you a similar bow you can see sort of the tresses of the, the the deep violet robe spread out you can actually see the robe opens up and you can see that she's wearing um very fine uh <clears throat> yellow uh button down sort of puffy shirt um held tight with some high-waisted uh leather breeches um you can see a whole like there's this you didn't see it below uh, uh, in front of the robe before, but you see she has a scarf, but it's not a scarf. It's it's essentially looks like it looks like it's a rope around her neck that has just like little bones stacked on top of each other like Lincoln logs all around down and it just sort of opens up and you just see this like bone scarf it's that she wears. It's like a belt-fed machine gun. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, but, but, but like knuckle but bones. bones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and like and occasionally you'll see like a raven skull in there, or you know, just other small creature bones or some larger bones. Uh, just all around, a real character. Paravel was not wrong in saying she was eccentric. Uh, Wiswick under his breath while he's putting on his new uh, jewelry is just like, oh man, she's so bad, so cool. <laughs> Did you see that thing? Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, so you exit out, and um, Cal is waiting for you out in the courtyard. I didn't say I was waiting, but okay. Is there? I mean, if you want to just go back to the tavern, <laughs> that's fine. No, I was going to go into that Smith shop. Oh yeah, we could do that. Yeah, you uh, gave it a name, so. Absolutely. So you you get out of the shop. You sort of see Wiswick fanboying um, over this this woman, and you just you're like you take a deep breath when you get out. You're like I don't know if I'm hungover or if that place you know that place was t terrible. Um, <laughs> just remembering that sound now forever. <laughs> um, 
but easily enough you walk over now it's a it's a it's sort of a, a tent uh, a canopy tented outdoor smithy attached to a shop itself that has a sign on it that has both a so the sign has a lot of things on it it says scrivers armory and uh armor and strings but it has so it has a blacksmith hammer it has a needle and thread it has a uh, bow with some arrows and it has a loot on it um, as you see a man in this this courtyard um, who is uh, he looks decrepit is the best way to put it he is hunched over he has a frizzy beard sticking out that's completely white he has a shaved head entirely you see very short uh, half elven ears um and you see just these piercing uh, blue eyes under this very tan bronze skin. Um, he's likely half Gwyn, um, similar to uh, uh, Wyla, um, as he's sort of hunched over and just banging down on a uh, on a sword he's working on, a short sword he's working on. He's I'm not standing. noticed you at I'm all. Debating. I'm debating going to talk yeah. to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks busy. So we're just walking. <laughs> okay. So when you walk into the shop, you notice immediately that there's there's like breastplates, there's studded leather armor, there's half plate, all sorts of, of armor. Um a lot there's not a lot of weapons. Um seems that a lot of them may have been purchased or confiscated by the regiment to support their efforts. Um you see a, a young uh woman. Uh, probably in her, not yet, actually not really, more middle-aged. She's probably in her 40s. Um, young compared to the man outside. Um, she has uh, similar bronze skin, um, no pointed ears or just the slightest hint of it, um, amber eyes, um, and this uh, platinum hair that's that's sort of uh, shorn, shorn short on the sides for an undercut. She's wearing simple leather clothes, um, just leaning back against kind of like writing in a ledger. Um, you also notice it's not just armor and weapons. You notice bows, you notice bow strings, you know, arrows, you see uh, tapestries, other tailoring um, supplies. Uh, each thing looks worse though. Armor looks the best, bows look second best, the tailoring is shoddy work. And then finally you see these just God awful looking lutes and and other stringed instruments that are just hanging on the wall. What other stringed instruments? I'm sorry, Sean, I don't have to. <laughs> no, you see mostly lutes, you see some mandolins. Um, um it's mostly those kind of small uh um stringed instruments. Yeah. Uh, but they look real bad. Like Clearly, in his this man's several decades of living, he has tried to master several crafts, and really has only mastered armoring. Hello. She looks up from her book and is just like, "Oh, hello. Uh, we were not expecting uh, much business this time of year. Uh, sorry. How, how how can I help you?" Certainly. Uh, I suppose I'm just looking around. Um... So if you have anything of note, perhaps behind the counter, I'd love to learn about that. But in general, I think I'll just take a look myself. Thank you. Well, absolutely. Uh, if, if you, what are your your needs? Are you a traveler? Are you adventurer? Are you just looking for some uh, 
commissioned work? Plow for your farm? I don't know. What is your need? Do I look like I would need a plow for my farm? That's a serious no, question. I'm not trying no, to be sarcastic. But I don't... Good. Like no, to, I, didn't, I was not trying to affect that, you know? That is. Um, would you, we, can, we can also make you a fine uh, decorative rapier, if you'd like. Mm. Um, I prefer mine functional. Thank you. Uh, I did not presume. I'm sorry. We got off on the wrong foot. I'm Cal. <laughs> she, she laughs back at that. A bit charmed by it. Um... Uh, I am, uh, Lefalia. Lovely to meet you, Lovely to meet you, Lefalia. Thank you, yes. Lefalia Scriver. More than a tad hugover, so I apologize for my, uh, manners when I first came in. Um, so yes, I, I, I suppose I'm simply looking around. Does the, um, does the, the old man outside, is the man outside, apologies, does he do, uh, repair work as well? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, Boral will uh, do almost any uh, sort of armor work, armor smithing. Uh, he's uh, better with the, with the uh, armor than he is with the weaponry, but, uh, and better with the weaponry than he is with the fletching. But uh, certainly, we absolutely do repair work. Excellent. I, I think I'll... Um, do I, should I go to him, or should I chat them off with you? My, both my steels need maintenance. Oh, well, uh, he's he's more technically proficient than I am. I mostly handle the uh, finances. So if you want to go speak with him, um, we can situate your bill in here. Excellent. And as I said, do you have anything perhaps of note? Something that they, it looks to me that the garrison might have come through here. Um, yes. Well, we've, we've been certainly run dry of anything of note or any of our finest steel, but we do have, you know, I don't know what you're seeking. We have uh, some finer armors if you're looking for an upgrade or an improvement. Uh, but as far as anything of note, yes, the garrison pretty much wiped us out of any of our finer equipment. Understood. I'll go see the man. What's his name? Uh, Boral. Boral Scriber. Scri- well, that makes sense. Okay, excellent. Thank you. I'll be right back. And Absolutely. I will go to the man. Okay. So he, this man's half off, so he's probably like 150 years old mm-hmm. or something like that. But he's just very focusedly like working on, on this, this blade. Um, you'll need to, like, go up to him and, like, almost be right on top of him to talk to him. Okay, I'm gonna get up to just outside of hammer range. Mm-hmm. Um. Hello, grandfather! He, he, there's, like, a moment where you think, like, he thinks you're a relative. <laughs> before. <laughs> and he's like, no. Oh, uh, hello there. I don't believe I haven't met you before. No, you certainly have not. My name is Cal. Cal, welcome, welcome to uh, to my shop. And you, she tempers the blade in the uh, and looks up to you. Uh, what can I do? Did you speak with uh, Lafalia inside? I did. She she directed me to you. Um, I was just looking for some basic maintenance on my blades here, and I take out both my rapiers. Ah, oh, and so he kind of holds his hands out and gives you kind of a nod, like, "May I?" Yeah. And he sort of takes it. And you see, this is where there's like a spryness in him that you didn't notice before with like handling and balancing out the blades and, and holding it. It's like, very fine craftsmanship. This is certainly of noble design. What, uh, you just need uh, sharpening, some maintenance, some, you know, chip away any fractures. And... Excellent. Yes. Yeah, so if you could look for any weaknesses in the blade too, I'd, I'd love, I'd appreciate knowing where they are Absolutely. or if they're there. Well, certainly I may. Uh, it may take a little bit of time, but uh, I can have it back to you within a few hours for sure. 
thank you. I would do it. I would take care of it myself, but I didn't bring uh, my any of my actual forge uh, kit with me. Yes. Well, uh, while I have you here, could I interest you in any of my luthier work? I can make a very nice and affordable loot. Uh, were they, was that the selection in, indoors? Oh, certainly, and I can also work on any... I'm always looking for new challenges, and I would love, love an opportunity to, to, to make you a, a commissioned work, if you'd like. Or, or even if, 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 if strings are not your thing, I can also make you a fine, fine tunic for any celebrations. <laughs> He's really trying. He's, yeah. This man was never able to be what he wanted to be. Though he's a smith, and he just now that he's got a little bit of change, he's like, "I'm gonna be a luthier." Um, well, um, I don't know if my purse can stretch to any custom work, but I will take a look at the selection indoors. Oh, excellent, excellent, and if and of course, of course, I could also provide any sort of uh, fletching work as well. Uh, and, and, you need any bolts or arrows or, or even a bow itself or a crossbow. I'm a bit of an engineer, but... A man of many talents. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, well, you know, that's why it's uh, scribe's armors and strings. I man of many talents. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Scriver. I will uh, go settle a bill with Lefali and I'll be back to collect the steel. Absolutely. You see, he takes your, your rapiers away and he immediately begins uh, cleaning them off and getting them ready for sharpening and uh, checking their balance and all of that. Uh, I go back inside and I examine the loops. Oh, they're poor quality. Like, like the you even like take one off and strum it and it's just an atrocious sound. Like there's just, <laughs> they have, they're not made correctly at all. It's like, a, if, it's like if someone like took a block of wood and it's like, I'm gonna carve this to what I think a loot is and then tie some, and stretch some strings on it. Ah, okay. Hmm. I put the loot down, and I go, I'll, uh, I'll be back. <laughs> I gotta go collect a small friend. Uh, okay, easy enough to do. Um, you return to, you start heading towards the uh, third-hand uh, store, and Wiswick comes out beaming and meets you into the uh, courtyard. How did that go, Wiswick? Well, uh, I don't want to say anything, but, um, uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's, um, how much did that run us, Wiswick? I didn't pay its dime, baby. It's all about that knowledge. So Harder's still... the way to go, buddy. Oh, you... Okay, all right. All right, I understand that. Um, should we go back to the others, or should we go take a crack at that, uh, Lawmaster's Tower? I'm feeling a little better now. Well, I mean, I don't know what we made. As Scarlet said we didn't really make a plan last night. I think it's better if we all gather together before we uh, find out what, what's going on. I think we, we, we probably don't want to help the guards, or I, I, I kind of want to go back well, and get a reward, said, you no, know? I didn't hear that. Never mind. Wait, did Kiran ever say? No, he never shared what. No, Scarlet never shared what Valen said to us, right? No. Okay. Um, um, I guess you're probably right. I, wait, did you just advocate not rushing in? Well, I mean, that guy was kind of a jerk, right? 
No, he was fine. I, you all, th I, he was fine. I don't know why we all f decided he was mean. I think he had mean eyes, me but he said nothing I mean. <laughs> a few backhanded compliments. He was staring at us all night. It was very awkward. Look, he's a lieutenant in command of a dead-end post. There's no reason he's going to be a particularly sharp um, tool, as it were. He's just going to be a tool. And there's not really, you know, it's pretty standard small town, you know, big fish in a small pond, as it were. I guess that's true. We should at least talk to him. If he, if the people here need any help, yeah. I'd be willing to help. It seems like a really nice town. It does. It seems very nice. There's a park. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, let's, all right. Let's, so let's head back a lovely and see park. what everybody else is up to. All right. Fine. Beautiful oak trees. <laughs> Very large oak trees. It's nice, lovely. All right. Um, so the rest of you, you did you want to just wait for them to come back? Uh, you had a very brief amount of time, maybe a, a, a um, you know an hour before they get back to you. The tavern is starting to fill up with folks who are enjoying mostly oats. <laughs> As it got crowded, Scarlet probably would have picked up for them. Um. We yeah, we'll just we'll wait for them. Just make it easier. We're just going to wait. Okay. Yeah, it's not that much time. So um, you all reconvene in the uh, in the Guarvery and Tooth uh, Inn in the uh, the main area. You find yourselves at the same table you were at last night. Um, yeah, you're all back together. And what time is it? Roughly? At this point, it's about 1230. Um, okay. Yeah, it's about 1230. So check it out, on. guys! Where's I got the... this cool thing. Yeah, you see a beautiful like gold chain necklace with this very bright ruby at the center that has this little tiny glimmer in the center of it, uh, with this gold filigree all around it. Ah, and what do you have there, Wiswick? Uh, it's a um, I, I did a little bartering and I got myself a brand new jewel. It's got a few little magic kinks that I'm sure you'll be interested in. I'll tell you the details later, but it, it's pretty snazzy, don't you think? Yes, it looks quite lovely around your neck. I just do a few poses. <laughs> Always the showboat, huh? <laughs> well, uh, we went to go check on Valen, and it appears he is gone for the day. Uh, the Fallen One... Uh, is up and about, but he still doesn't quite remember. It seems very similar, actually, to Wyla when we mm. first discovered her in mm. the Druid's longhouse. Did anyone get a chance to actually talk to Valen? Uh, no, he left this morning. Um, mm. He must have slipped out while I was in prayer. Anyways... Maybe we couldn't trust him. Well, it, uh, I don't know about that. He does have his own work to be doing for the general. Um, however, I think it's best if we wait for him. And uh, Fallen One said he would be returning around dinner time. So that gives us an opportunity, if we think it best, to assist the town guard, the lieutenant that approached us last night. Hmm. I'd say it's worth, it's worth at least hearing him out, right? 
Cal, Cal agreed. I, I, I don't mind. We can, we can check it out. The reward could be, you know, more jewelry. Right, or, you know, it could just be a good feeling in our heart that we did the right thing. Yes, that also anything, pays I'd like to try out food. <laughs> You hear Toira from below. That's what... Uh, I got. I got her, her voice just got ridiculous. Uh, Stop that. Stop it. Isn't that, what it's, isn't that what it's all about? It's the good feeling in your heart when you're helping another person? Unsettling, Toira. It's, it is, Have it's you ever actually unsettling. helped someone or only scared them with this? She's, no. she, she looks up at you, Kiran, as she's scrubbing the floor and says, Oh, I've helped everyone in this tavern. Yes, actually, I believe that. That sounded mm-hmm. dirty, Boyra. <laughs> Did you say Boyra? <laughs> <laughs> Wiswick's pur- pur- purposely messing up her name. <coughs> Shane, I think they need a drink. <laughs> no, <laughs> no drinks here. Shane, we're away. okay. Thank you, Shane Tara. You're Shane a lovely person. Waves him off, waves like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I call after you're a lovely person, Tori. We're not uh, okay. It is, it, that's weird, right? right. Yes, no, like, it's, it's very strange. Yes, so I'm are we going to the law masters or not? Well, hi, Scarlet. <laughs> join us. I've been here the whole time. Cal, I think Cal, he's referring to your unsettling. Cal locks silence. up, but he's like. Uh. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, let's go. Yes, I yes. think so. After the lore masters, we go. Wonderful. And we all the party gets up, <laughs> files out the door. Easy enough. <clears throat> so for uh, <laughs> one of us, yeah, trips. everyone, roll a uh, yeah, roll a walking check. You all trip and suddenly roll initiative as <laughs> the park comes to life. Uh, <laughs> oh. Everything um, around you explodes into motion. <laughs> And there's 50 Guarverines. No. Um, so uh, for those of you other than Wiswick and Cal, you this is the first time seeing the, the, the square during the day, so you do notice the beautiful park. You can kind of see somewhat inside of it. There's some kind of old fountain that's it's a bit ruined looking. Um, folks are just kind of moving in and out of it. There's some benches in there. You see all the shops around. It's quite jovial. Um, you know, folks moving about, a few livestock um, directly across directly across you see the tower the 90 foot tall roundhouse tower um all made of stone uh with the small barracks to the side you head over um there are a few guards there but they don't really stop you um they're sort of expecting folks to be in and out talking to the lawmaster. um when you step inside sorry where's my notes i accidentally closing as we were walking sean i was just half-heartedly keeping an eye out for um, the figure from last night. Yeah, give me a perception check. Figure in yellow. Lady in red. <laughs> That's a one. Okay. Well, dirt. You're, you're just... You see nothing you're but just, shoes. <laughs> yeah, you just see a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd say, interestingly, it's not... You know, I could just tell you that you don't see anything, but I'd say with that one, you are extra paranoid as you're walking through the crowds where you just mm. will see a tuft of brown hair or blue eyes and you just... Every once in a while. A lot of, lot of eye boogers. Yeah, but you don't notice anything concrete. You Do just we sort notice of... this? Uh, I would say Curon does. Um, 
the rest of you don't really. Um, yeah. I was gonna say, uh, Kieran would probably step back, knowing that Scarlet hangs at the back of the room, um, and seeing this uh, unusual, fairly unusual behavior. Kieran's <laughs> um, gonna go. Is everything all right, Scarlet? What? Seem very on edge. Oh. More so um... Yeah, no, it's fine. Nothing, it's fine. Yes, it is a lovely town. Kieran says, looking around with her, like... Kieran <laughs> trusts what she says, and it's just like, yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, mostly what you're just seeing is is folks with, with goods, um, at a few families going into the, the park. Um but nothing's truly strange. You get to the lawmasters, you step inside, the guards kind of give you a nod, kind of familiar with who you are somewhat, just presuming based on uh, on your gear. Um, and you come inside and it's a, uh, the first section of the barracks is a, is a long hall with several um, long tables um, set on the far and closer side to you. Um, it's probably where the uh, the guard eats their their dinner. Um, at the front, there's a slightly raised um, platform um, where you find a desk uh, with the um, the lawmaster and the lieutenant from the night before. So you see Horace is there, and you also see oh, where to go. Yes, um, you see a, a, a dwarvish woman. Um, at the desk with uh, long braided, um, like uh, it's very dirty blonde with strings of gray in it. Um, as far as a dwarf goes, she's probably in her 60s. Um, a, uh, some light uh, uh, mutton chops coming down um, that are a bit more vibrant and, 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 and blonde than the rest, um, with just a little fuzz right here. And uh, she's wearing, um, She's wearing similar, uh, she's wearing not as intense armor as the, uh, the regiment guards that are moving around. She's wearing just um, a, a leather breastplate over her uh, normal lawmaster attire, bright blue um, tunic, uh, long sleeve tunic. Um, she has a, uh, a hammer at her side, but she's looking at the desk and she's just sort of rubbing her temple as the lieutenant is talking to her. Um, and at that point, she sort of looks up and notices each of you in the back and, and just, <sighs> what's now? Lieutenant. Ah, ah, Lomaster Solskjaer, these are, these are the, the adventurers that the general has so entrusted. I asked them to come here today to uh, see what we can potentially, hopefully, kind of looks to each of you with, a, with that same like smile he had the night before, it's forced. Hopefully they'll uh, they can assist us with some of the issues facing your town before they head to join Kinsley. And she's just she's just like, well, I suppose if they think they can help us, but it doesn't seem like anyone's when giving us the time of day to help us. Come forward. I do. Walks forward. I'm Lawmaster Sosha. This is my town. Who are you that I am to trust my town's safety with? We are a group of people. 
couple who are mostly friends, and we, um... Solve problems, I guess? Oh. What's an introduction? <laughs> do, do, do people go around with, like, group names? We're, we're not a band. Like, I don't... I was presuming you Heroes would give me... Said maybe. I was not asking for your I'm band Cal. name. Nice to meet yes. you. Yes, thank you. Cal. Who are the rest I'm, of you? I am Kioran. You have a lovely town. Very rich with history, it seems. Aye, it's old as shit. <laughs> Quite. Um, the, the little one is Wiswick, but he can introduce himself. <laughs> oh, no, he can't. All right, this is Wiswick. <laughs> and, Wiswick. um... And, uh, the... This is Miss Scarlet. And, of course, our lovely companion, Timber the Wolf. Ooh. You see her face warms up a little bit at Timber. She's like, <laughs> oh, you're a good boy, aren't you? <laughs> what are you doing with these lot? Oh, you're, you're just adorable, aren't you? Aren't you? <clears throat> Come over yes. here. Come over here. Okay. Timber walks over. And she starts to scratch behind your ears. She's like, oh, yes. yes. You see uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Horace looks over. He's like, <clears throat> Lawmaster, about the... The thefts, right? Right? I saw Horace here has told me that a lot of you are interested or potentially willing to do some work for the town while you're in while you're staying here. Is that true? Depends on well, what it is. I'm sure we can make short work of any problems these buffoons have. Okay. <laughs> Horace told me you're a bit of the rude kind of folk, so... You know what's well, odd is we, we aren't a lot. Like, I don't... Well, it's <laughs> mainly these two. Um, anyways. Yes, you guys, would, it's we, funny. You guys just have bad first impressions. Like, you you become friends with everyone, but you have bad first impressions. <laughs> we would, Point is, we'll be in town for at least another night, so... Right. And we would love to Yo, have their support. You got a problem? I'll, we'll solve it. <laughs> I hope, I hope the problems of the small <laughs> town are not so difficult for, what are they called again, Horace? The heroes of Mansions. You know, that's your word. I don't think that's really ours. Fair. And then he gives his biggest, like, charming Han Solo, not Han Solo, biggest charming, <laughs> like, uh, uh, shit-eating grin, probably the right. <laughs> no, she, just pull out, like... <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she just, like... <sighs> She, she continues petting Timber. It's like, uh, do you like these people? Do you like these people? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's a hound grimace if I ever saw one. <laughs> All right, well, if you're capable enough to fight off bandits, as I've been told, and retrieve relics, our issue should not be too much of There have been a lot of rapport. Hmm? Someone wasn't Yes, if you don't mind, I would say let's get to the point. Impatient, I see. Fair enough. I am as well. Uh, there has been reports and evidence of... And I know... Look, she looks directly at Scarlet. Please do not scoff at our issues. There are issues. Theft of livestock from what reports are saying are... Little green men. 
The blood trails lead towards the river, and although we are not able to send the regiment out due to Kinsley's orders, some of our guards have noticed that the blood leads to a cave down by the stream uh, leading to the main riverway. Uh, it may seem small to heroes like you, but theft of livestock and other goods from our town hurts us tremendously. And if the reports of them being some sort of creatures, it's not long before they take more than livestock. Now we've heard of folks following the trails, trying to find their sheep and cattle, and at least one has not returned. Uh, few, a few have come back with some, some wounds, speaking of these little green men, but uh, at least one has not returned. Now, I would hope that you would find it easy enough, and with such bravado, uh, to take care of this. Um, go down towards the stream, closer to the river. Uh, find this cavern that is spoken of. See what is taking our goods and livestock. And if possible, rescue our lost villager. Uh, we can offer what we can in reward. Uh, hopefully with some support from Lieutenant's coffers as well believe what we can offer you is uh, 300 gold pieces. Excellent. Um, give us a moment. We'll talk this over and see if we accept the contract. Very well. Uh, you see Lieutenant Horace kind of looks to each of you and just gives you a nod and just as I said last night it would do a lot of good amongst this town. Understood, Lieutenant. Thank you. Do you mind if we step uh, outside? Please. Wait, it's not. Yeah, it's not like a big, like thing. It's just no. a tower base, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we step kind of right outside. Just not. We doesn't necessarily need to be out of earshot. Just politely away, so it's clear that we're having our own conversation. <laughs> um, well, what do we think? It's a waste of time. Nothing is a waste. of it all happens for a reason. I say there's no harm in completing this task. We're here anyways. What else would you propose we spend our time doing? Uh, Timber looks up at Kiron and, and, and... And of course, our most endearing companion agrees with me, so... Of course he does. What is going on with you two? No, I think... Scarlet kind of has a point. It is kind of... Uh, uh, I mean, it's important that we get this... Uh, get a reward and let the uh, general know w what we've done so far and the dangers that lie ahead. A little bit more important than these, like, trifle, like, local troubles. But I think that Velen kind of, like, like, forced us into this, like, we don't have much better to do if we have to wait for him. To be fair, I guess that's my point as well. With we don't. We, we should, though. It's not going to look great if we show up to the general and we're like, hey, we you left Agreed. your friend. Just left yeah. him. Um, yes, we need to wait I, for him. 
Yeah, I agree with Wizbrook, right? Plus defending the the that the guy. What was his name? You never told me his name. Uh, it's Johan. Nope, you're a wolf. Who are you talking about? The 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 guy, the the the, the mask guy. Johan. Yo, oh, Johan. 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 All right. Um. Yes. The fallen one. Gohan. Goku. <laughs> Johan. Uh... Um, <laughs> so we gotta wait, right? Might as well kill time and make money. And help these good people with their troubles. Yes. No, I said that first, didn't I? No, I think you said something about killing time. I think no, you just misheard. Um, Can you promise me that as soon as it's done and Valen is back, that we will be on our way? If that's what the goddess wishes, so it shall be. Oh my! By the way, I'm not God. referring to you as the goddess. I'm referring to Ivan. No, I got that. Don't worry, Scarlet. We'll get this done in lickety split. I, I, I don't have any like, positivity right now. That was like a that was like a really well that well played joke. Well done, sir. <laughs> Thank you. I think I'm starting to learn. Um, <laughs> look, I say we do it because if we're losing, we can either lose six hours and stare at the wall or spend six hours and make 300 gold. Correct. And who knows what we may find along the way. Well, last yeah, let's do friendship. it. All right. So I, I go back in. To our problem. Yes. Okay. Go back in. Hello, friends. Okay. See, they, they greet you. You see the lieutenant has actually started to put together the uh, the reward. Um, you see a few sacks of gold there. Um, <clears throat> as uh, Sorsha looks to looks to you, ah, you're back so quickly. Took that yes. much deliberation. Yes, we just like to make sure we're on the same page. So will you help my town or not? We're in. Um, we need location details and the details of that person who's missing. So, uh, and she sort of every now and then just kind of keeps looking over at Scarlet and just sort of like. If you go ahead down the western, no, the eastern, eastern, yeah, that's Sean, not the her. She knows her roads. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the eastern road. It will take you quickly to the small quay uh, by the river. You follow the river up, yeah, say about a mile. Um, is where we've heard last reports and where our scouts have found the end of the bloody trails. Uh, there's a small bridge uh, over a very small stream coming from a cavern. We presume whatever these creatures are may be bringing the livestock to this cavern. Uh, but we cannot be certain. If you could investigate the, the area and hopefully uh, you will find some evidence of these uh, these creatures, whatever they are, and uh, if you could also find, hopefully for us, uh, Bray. She was a young woman who disappeared when she went searching for one of her father's horses. All right. Understood. Uh, do you have any more specifics on these creatures? My scouts were not able to see them. The there's nothing in the river. They did not want to go into the cavern. Right. They were Other villagers that may have seen? May be able to find uh, Bray's father tends to patter around the square. 
in the uh, Godswin Park. Uh, poor, poor fool. But uh, he says that he saw them and racked with guilt he is, he sent his daughter out to search for the horses. But he says he saw one of them. Very good. He is. Thank uh, you. Uh, oh, yeah. Physical description of him. Once <laughs> yes. So we can quickly just. Yes, he is. Uh, his name is his name is Turan. He is just a uh, you know, grizzled, uh, graying beard and uh, long, held back hair. You will be able to find him. He is the most sullen-looking one in the beautiful park. Of course. Excellent. Um, well, Lieutenant Lawmaster, if there's anything else, if there's nothing else, I should say, we'll um, go take care of this. Please do, we will have the gold. Or we'll be dead. So either way, you you went out, Lieutenant. <laughs> You're a clever one. I hope to see you again. I give him a wink and turn around. <laughs> uh Sorcerer just sort of puts a hair hand in her, her face and starts writing down, kind of writing the commission, the records for giving this gold to you. It's like, fair enough, I'll hope we hope to see you soon. Good luck. So we're going to leave, and Kiran's immediately going to try to locate this, uh, Theron. What was his name? Terran. Ter- Teron. Teron. Teron, like the country. Terak. No, not Teron. Not the dinosaur. Teron, yeah. Um, um <coughs> I'm pretty my swords. Yeah. Uh, you could definitely go get your swords. It only costs you about five silver. Okay. Uh, five silver, not about five silver. Um, the rest of you, it's pretty easy to find um, this man because you see there's like some families kind of. You see this little, this, these parents with the little girls peeking over the edge of this this really old looking fountain in the center. There's some sitting around, some that are there's kids climbing the the giant oak trees. When you're inside, it's really impressive though, and it's this really lovely experience. The oak trees create this dome above. The leaves kind of bring the light through in this green light sort of spreading this green light all around with occasional sunbeams coming down as there's this gentle um mist that kind of comes from the fountain there's no water in the fountain other than any collected rainwater and sort of puddles this fountain is old looking like weathered hardcore it looks like it was here before any of the other structures you've seen here um with just sort of a plaque in the front a uh, central column where water would come out into it with a broken statue on the top. It looks a lot like statues in the barrow. Um, just for reference. Um, or it looks as old as some of the stuff you found in the barrow. If not, it looks older because of how much it's weathered since it's above ground. Mm-hmm. But you easily enough see on a bench close to the fountain a man matching the description just sort of standing there staring at the fountain holding onto like this this, this um, cloak in his hands. Uh, as we approach, uh, Kieran is going to turn to Wiswick and Scarlet. Oh. Sorry, my screen just went blank. Uh, turn to them <laughs> and uh, goes, now remember, this man lost his daughter um, and it's because of him that she's gone. So let's try to just take it real easy. We're here to simply get what information we can. Wizwick, I assume you'll probably have the best information to go off of what he tells us in identifying these creatures. And then we just leave. 
Okay, so let's put on our not happy faces, but our not neutral, neutral faces, right? neutral faces. Yeah. Actually. Okay. Uh, I walk. Cal. Cal goes. Cal steps forward. Cal has returned from getting his rape. Yeah, I figured that was. I yeah. thought was that was fine. Yeah. I dashed uh, in. And, yeah. It's the same square. You dashed in, dropped some, some silver yeah. as. As Scriber was like, did you want to look at my, I made a fiddle. <laughs> but uh, you step forward and he doesn't notice you at first. He's just, oh, oh hello, hello. Hello there, sir. Um, I'm Cal. My name is Cal. These are my ardent companions. And uh, we have been commissioned to find your daughter, who I believe is missing, yes? You're, you're going to search for Bray? Yes. Um, well, the reason we came to you is we need to know, we need to learn what you know about what happened to her and, and the things that took her. That was just a night where crack of dawn, really. It was late and they heard there's scuffling in the, in, the, in the farmhouse, and I saw this squat creature carrying a few others of them, and just carrying them dead or, or unconscious. I don't know. They were bringing, they were stealing our, our, our horses. And I don't know. They were. I, I told her. I. I I didn't, I thought they were just teens, I don't know, stealing. Hmm. I told Braids to, to look for them. Last thing she said, she went, she found some trail and was going to go by the river. And I, the last I heard from her, I, I, feel, I yelled at her. It's okay. It's all right. Um, can you... I need you to th really think. Can you describe, please, the things that were carrying the horses away? Well, at first, I, I guess I didn't believe that they were, they were, they were green. Mm -hmm. Or at least they seemed green. They they looked no, no taller than a, a, young, a young man, maybe. My boy of fourteen. They. It's the only thing that that stood out was how squat they were, and their, their eyes. I caught their eyes. They're just these lifeless eyes, like a doll's eyes. Like a like a doll's eyes. These flattened pupils. Sort of like. I don't know, like a sh like sheep's eyes, but not more more like a river creatures. I don't know. They, there's several of them, I think, maybe th three or four. They had little spears. It looked like. I thought they were just teens. Yes. Young teens with with young young fucking teens now, yeah. and with playing stealing. I don't know. Okay, it's okay. Thank you very much. Um, we're, we're going to go and do our utmost to find her. Please. Please find her. All right. 
need to see my daughter again. Yes. I need to see my daughter again. You, you should pray for our safe return. Pray for us and pray for Bray. I will, I will pray to the Font Mother. Um, do I know anything about the creatures he described? Uh, give me a nature check. I, uh, so as he's thinking, I like wave us away. Like, I'm like, all right, let's, let's not have this discussion in front of this guy. 24. Uh, Cal, I'd, <laughs> Cal, I'd also like you to give me a nature check. Oh. I don't know shit about nature. <laughs> uh, Wizwick. However, I can drawn. roll. So. You're unfamiliar with, uh, with what these are. Well, not if you're even with that high of a, even with that high of a role, like you just would have never experienced whatever he describes. You maybe think of some things that it could be, you know, creatures from the underdark, but nothing that would be here necessarily. Um, Cal, what you get? It's my third seventeen of the night. So wow. plus one is eighteen. Descriptions of a squat, green-skinned creature with flat pupils reminds you of a floating head in. Uh, um, huh. in Sirsha's shop. Wizwick, when we went into that very that shop, the store over there, um, did you see the head in the jaw on the left when we came in? I think so. Yeah, I think that was like a... a, a that matches the description he gave. You know, you might be right about that. Have I, have I heard of Bullywugs before now that he rings a bell? I really could not remember the name of this. Like, no. uh, you have never heard of Bullywugs. And really, honestly, Cal's never heard of Bullywugs either. That was the first thing he's ever seen. It actually is almost like, is it that? That's what he kind of sounds like he's describing. That's Let's weird. Let's go ask the scary bone lady. Scary bone lady? She was awesome. How many more people do we need to talk to before we just go take care of it? As much as it takes to find the information, so we have an edge, Violet. Uh, don't she worry, she's she's very close by Scarlet. This will take but a minute. She's literally in the the, the store right there that we're looking at. Come on, uh, I'll show you. It's pretty cool in there. You don't <laughs> want to see it. Uh, yeah, I follow Wizard in. Yeah, so you go in and you see what I described before. This is just real cavalcade of creepy bottles and books and heavy, heavy air of incense. When As soon as Timber gets in there, he does those dog sneezes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Paravel hears the bell and steps out and nope. sees you. Nope. Saoirse, oh, Saoirse. sorry. Saoirse. Saoirse. Valandir. steps out. She sees Wiswick and she says, ah, you're back already and you've, you've brought friends. <laughs> Yes, these are my traveling compatriots. We actually had a quick question about uh, some issues that the guards brought up with us. So was, we were wondering if you could assist us. I'm looking at the head in the jar to make sure it's the the try comparing it to the description. Yeah, it definitely Visual. matches sort of the idea of if, if someone like because you start to think like because when you first saw it, you were just like, this is a giant frog head. Mm -hmm. um, but now that you've seen it, you're like kind of thinking like if this was on a humanoid figure and you're like, yeah, that's kind of. I can imagine why they'd say little green men mm -hmm. uh, taking their livestock. Um, Sirsha kind of looks to you and she's just like, absolutely. She looks across your, your group and her eyes kind of settle on Curon and Scarlet. And it's like a very interesting group of individuals. We get Ma'am, I don't like the way you said that, uh, but I do have a question. Um, yes. 
the thing, the head there in the jar. Oh yes, this is my Bullywug friend. Bully, see that's interesting. Is uh, so it sounds like to us that have you heard of the livestock going missing? I have not. I don't get out much. Everything. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I hate so, everything that you choose to be. <laughs> um, nope. Cal's polite. He's got manners. He was raised. <laughs> he was raised correct. Um, so uh, sounds like the visual description of of the uh, creatures that are stealing livestock and now a person out on the outskirts of town. Oh, interesting. Um, what do you know about them and how do we kill them? Oh, they're fairly easy to kill. This one, I just went down to the river and used some illusory magic and they're not very intelligent. It was easy enough to capture him, sever his head and reanimate it. Okay. Um, so... So cool. Thank you so much. <laughs> Basically, but what you're telling me is a quick stabbing. We'll do it. As long as it's just bullywugs. Like I said, they're fairly simple creatures. They're often uh, heavily, especially if they're coordinating stealing of livestock and individuals. They often, yes. Occasionally a bullywug will wander up from the uh, the riverside and kill a sheep and take its entrails back to the rivers, but they do not coordinate. They don't steal people. They're too they're too easily fended off unless you wander far from your village. They're doing it for a reason. Usually that's because they're being manipulated or they've found something to worship. And um, in your experience, what uh, sorts of things tend to manipulate you see she sort of like does a quick motion you see a book flies off a shelf into her hand she drops it down and cascades the pages across and sort of well they tend to serve in most dire situations a sort of sorcerer that can convince them that they are in some way going to benefit their collective clans they often serve marrow Uh, we sort of see uh, scaly, lizard-like sea humanoids. The marrow, if they have some sort of business. Uh, in some of the southern reaches, they are known to serve the Yanti. But uh, for the most part, in these regions, I'd say perhaps some sort of marrow sorcerer, perhaps? Or a, uh, or maybe just a sorcerer. Or, if you're not lucky, it's a uh, frog hemoth that is... Uh, found a warren here and they've come to serve it. There's no way you just said the word frog hemoth, right? I don't. I'm never mistaken. Are you describing a behemoth frog? Yes, I mean... It's a portmanteau? It's it's exactly what it sounds like. They have these tendrils and truly fascinating creatures. (laughs) Their magical nature, correct? Ah, sometimes, but more often than not, they're just sort of yeah, some influence, perhaps from extra planar magic. It's enhanced their size, but bullywugs are known to worship them if they are ever in a place. But I've heard no. 
Although I don't get out, I've heard no rumor of frog hemoth in the region. I guess perhaps if it couldn't get out of its cave, they might be feeding it the livestock, or if it's... But if they're stealing livestock at the rates they are, they're feeding something, most likely. Hmm. You know what? This has been a most enlightening conversation, and I wish you the best in the rest of your day. Everflame, bless you, and then he walks in. Yeah. Tim, Tim, once once, uh, Cal opens the door, Timberlake runs out. (laughs) Uh... She sort of just kind of keeps an eye, like making eye contact between Scarlet and and and, and Kiran before you leave. Just like, always a pleasure to see those of Alicia. Those touched by fire. Outside, <laughs> just like a very like... Say, boy. I like that place even less now. As you, as you're leaving, Kiran, uh, you would you would notice sort of that a little. <laughs> <laughs> about to flame shoot out. It's this this pseudo dragon coughs up flame like a cat coughs up hairballs essentially. No. <laughs> the pseudo dragon. There's a lot of people is like hiding behind like this glass jar of fireflies. Did you see like? <laughs> but you're able to uh, leave uh, easily enough with your new information. So we know there's these little green men. We know that they're probably feeding something, and it's probably magical. Indeed. Is this worth 300 gold to all of you? No, it would be worth no gold, as long as we're helping out these poor folks in need. Did you see that man? Do you remember the hurt that you feel? Yes, 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 yes. What do you think he's going through? We have the ability to Kier- help them. Kieran, all right, all right. Are you sure I could go on preaching? No, or... stop. Very well. Shall we away then? I'm already away. <laughs> Timbers uh, with Cal. I think Wiswick has one last question, if that's okay, for yeah. Searsha. Sure. Um, if we were to remove this threat, um, perhaps you would be interested in maybe uh, some components that these creatures might have in their possession? I, I see you, you, I mean, you've got a head already. Anything else? Like, if, if we take care of them for you? If it is a frog hemoth, bring me its brain and I'll give you a large sum of gold. If it's something else, bring the something smaller, bring the corpse back to me. I'm always looking for new subjects. Great. I know I didn't hear that, but I really don't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's creepy, for sure. <laughs> what, whatever it is, I'm sure you'll uh, you'll hear back from us soon. Definitely. Well, good luck. So, okay. we'll gather outside. Um, is there anything you'd like to do, or do you want to just start on the journey down towards the river? It's not a very far journey. Right. And yeah, we no. really gotta do this job right. I can't I can't uh what's called look silly in front of uh Searsha. She's so <laughs> awesome, isn't she guys? Don't like she the way had, she's looking at us. She had finger bones around her neck. She's just a little old. Old people wear stuff like that. She's it's it's hard to see your face, you know. That's why she had that squint on going on. 
I didn't don't, know. Don't, don't look I, too much into I, it. No, I, I didn't know my grandfather for very long. He did not wear knuckle bones. <laughs> this Mine conversation is. happens yeah, as you're all like <laughs> walking out, and you see people every now and then are just like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you see someone's like they're talking about the same show. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't let my I don't let my son go in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are uh, totally right. But <laughs> step on meet yourself when you do that. Jesus Christ. But you you make your way along the eastern uh, way road that leads the eastern road kind of dips down um, out of the city or out of the hamlet um, and turns into a very loose uh, cobblestone eventually into um, uh, just rough dirt patch that leads down to a very small um, quay where there's a few fishing boats um, very, you know, a, a few small ships. You notice a, um, a raft there, a wooden raft, similar to what uh, a lot of you traveled down on um, in the beginning of the campaign or the pre-campaign. Um, a few fishermen working, but this is not your destination. You can very quickly turn turns northward on the river where there's just a sort of somewhat beaten trail. Kind of uh, folks maybe come and, and move up and down looking for different wild herbs or fishing along the river instead of on boat. Um, and it's sort of, uh, the river has uh, a river basin that kind of scoops up a cliff side that's not too tall and sort of just ha- has a bit of an overhang over the muddy beaches of the uh, river. But you notice the rushing river. This is one of the thinner portions of this the river that cascades through the entire uh, the entire Trinwald Valley. Um, yeah. Uh, is there anything you'd want to do? Do you want to stealthily move up this river, or are you just trying to get there quickly? I would say get there quickly, uh, but w- while we're moving. Yeah, it's about a mile, mile and a half, so you'll get there pretty okay. pretty fast. Maybe uh, probably take you like 20 minutes to get there. So, um, question. I know we're not one for plans here. Um should we try to be clever or should we just go in? I mean, I'm feeling pretty good about our odds here. They're just a bunch of uh, what's called behemoths. I know, I, I mean, no, not behemoths, uh, like little guys. That is exactly uh, I, the attitude that gets you killed. True, so but clever, do you want to go first then, Scarlet? You want to do a little reconnaissance for us? Sure. Okay, so Scarlet, you're going to move ahead of the group as you're you're going uh, towards the uh, the stream and the cave. Yes, she needs something to do. Yeah. So how far ahead do you want to be? Um, so maybe like twenty feet. Okay, so not too far. Yeah. Um, I say as you get closer, you probably start to move quicker and get further ahead, mm-hmm. um, so that you get uh, kind of start stealthing a little and, and yeah. not be, and not have them just like walk up on you when you're right, stealthing. Right. 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 Uh, sco, sco. Scarlet, uh, <laughs> give me a stealth check and a perception check. Okay. As she's doing that, uh, the farther we get from town, anyone who's anyone who claps to glance at Cal notices that, like, while he's normally, you know, his face is usually that kind of like half smiling, kind of just like, yeah, we're having a good time. Uh, each step he's taken after that point where he said, what's the plan here, uh, is like, more his face sinks much more serious not like 
not like scowling, but like blank neutral and, and like his walk becomes different. Like he gets much more like balls of his feet, kind of like um, aggressive walking maybe is the term. Okay. It's important for later. <laughs> um, Scarlet, so what did you get? My stealth was an 11. Okay. It was a 1 plus 10. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and my perception Excellent. was 16. 16? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, Scarlet, you're, despite your lecture to Wisbeck about having a plan, you are not taking this very seriously. <laughs> so your stealthing is just very brisk. You're pretty much going through the motions of stealthing where you're just like crouching a little. As yeah. you're like, you're just like fucking frog people. They're not going to say Very overconfidently. Um, as seven spears go towards you. Nah. <laughs> no. Um, it's not. The first thing you see is not any of these bullywogs or the stream, really. I'd say about three quarters of the way there. You can see in the distance. The, the bridge that they're talking about. It's a small um, stone or a small wooden bridge with these stone pillars that it's latched to. Um, and you hear the noise first before you see anything. You just hear the um, occasional try. I'm trying not to just do a murloc voice, but you just hear like yeah, just it's hard to tell if it's just a big toad somewhere nearby and yeah. the river mud or if it's actually the bullywugs. You don't see them yet, but you hear the sound start to get more aggressive as you yeah. hear a, like a, a very light grunting and, and scream, maybe, uh, of a man. And you stop for a moment at this. And then cressing up over the sort of small hill, you see a man. Yeah, we're still in town. I should change it. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the cries. This is like chickens, chickens. <laughs> um, yeah, they have livestock. You said they have livestock. So yeah, yeah, I guess you're right there. Just, they have a farm. This, but, they're but building they, a but farm. Dead livestock. An animal who knows maybe they're making their own farm blood trail yeah see... one of them had an aneurysm <laughs> okay you see running towards you not is a man covered in blood oh, fun. um holding a small child in his arms covered in blood running <laughs> as you see Peeking up from the river, the the small stream behind him, you see these little green men, little green men, mm-hmm. peeking up. They're, they're these frog-like shapes. They start with all hands on 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 the ground, and then they lift up. And you see they have spears, some of them have shields. One of them has a real primitive longbow. As they're just sort of like, as they're kind of coming, you see the one shoots the air, pulls the air out, and shoots for the man. All of us see this, or just Scarlet? How far just away Scarlet. are we? These—they're probably—they're probably like two hundred feet away from you. You oh, found damn. like a small spot to to peek ahead behind yeah. 
trees. But yeah. it's like you just see the small shapes of these frogmen, and you see the, the 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 small shape getting bigger of the man running, and then you just see. <laughs> um, but you watch the arrow misses. The first arrow misses. Good. He's running closer. He's not. He's he's uh, Rick and Rick and Starking it. <laughs> Second arrow misses. Alligator. He's closer to you. He's about at this point. He's getting close to a hundred feet away from you. Okay. Uh... Bullywugs are not good at anything. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to a hundred feet away from you, uh-huh. where you, and you're just looking. As he collapses to the ground and drops the child in his arms. Ugh. And you see the frog start to run towards him. Okay. Um, I run out towards the child. Okay. Um, Timber, are you trying? Heard, I mean, I don't know how far away these people are, but... By this point, Timber you is, all are... Okay. By this point, I'd say, Timber, you hear commotion ahead, but you it's, you're not discerning, like... The screams of a man or the uh, the arrows or anything you just know that there's action happening ahead in some sense because it's mostly just the sounds of the man and the because it's just they're just shooting arrows at him the bullywogs are too far away for you to hear the croaking i mean scarlet can barely hear it um so scarlet you're rushing towards the child to try to get there before them okay so you're definitely a little bit faster than them so you're rushing down and you see it there's four of these bullywogs that are coming towards this 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 child um you get there first you see the father presumably is his eyes are blank he's 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 dead there's an arrow through his neck um uh, sticking out this bullywug got a this bullywug got a 24 um or 22 um you see he's just blood coming out of his mouth he's got this scraggly beard farmer's attire you see there's a um a little girl on the ground probably nine years old who's unconscious alive unconscious who the blood on her looks like his blood more so than than anything than hers yeah um the bullywugs are 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 close in the distance though what do you want to do um i would like to scoop her up and i would like to start running back towards my friends okay are you going to are you trying to lose the bullywugs um actually i think Yes, but as I'm running, I would like to reach back behind me, and I would like to cast Earth Tremor. I had a feeling you were going to do that. <laughs> um, remind me on Earth Tremor's uh, requirements. Um, cause a tremor in the ground within range. Each creature other than you in that area make a dexterity saving throw of 15. And on a failed save, they take 1d6 bludgeoning damage and are knocked prone. And then it becomes difficult terrain. Um, so what was the save again? DC at uh, uh, Dex 15. Okay. Just gonna roll two for them. All right. So you see, um, you grab the girl, you pick her up, and you sort of put her up in your arms, and you just sort of look. You look down at the father, unsure of what. You see they're they're breaking the distance, and you just as far as you can before they can get to you, you just. You see the ground starts to split up. You see three out of the four kind of they they, they slip and collapse um, in in the in the stone, just sort of fall to their their knees and sort of <laughs> just just these frog noises. Uh, but uh, one of them definitely is like climbing over 
one with a shield and a, and a spear. Mm-hmm. He, but it's just one. So if you were to okay. dart away now, you could probably yep. get away from them. Okay. Um, yeah. So just in case they come closer, I'm going to have the, the little grown one hand. I'm going to have a, my short sword in the other, and I'm just I'm just running away. Okay. It would be shortly after this that. Um, so you start running, and you hear the sounds fading in the background of the the sounds of these bullywugs as you are just running and not looking back, sword ready, as shortly after that, um, the rest of you see, kind of you're talking, or not talking, you're kind of quietly moving forward. You haven't seen Scarlet in a little bit. She went further ahead than you could see. And then suddenly, it's kind of like, she kind of like skids down the side of the hill and down into the road and starts rushing towards you. And you can see she has the child in her arms that has the, the blood all over all over them. Uh, rush forward. Yep. Yeah. Indeed. I think I think I slowed them down. I don't know how much time we've. But her, there, there was her father was with her, but gone. What was the terrain like? Well, it's it's uh, it's rough now. I I I cracked it so they couldn't get over it. So it gave us a little bit of time, but. We, I don't think we have enough time. They can climb over it. All right, lads, let's go. Takes right. out the glaive. <clears throat> okay. What are you doing with the... Uh... Go ahead, Wiswick. Uh, I just want to run forward, like, try and get there as quickly as possible because he's thinking that, like, he wants to catch them while they're all grouped together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what are you doing with the little girl? I look at Timber. Timber, will you stay here with her? Please. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. So you slowly place the girl down. Um, she's probably around nine. You see she has this very long, tangled, blonde hair. Um, very small. Very small. Uh, unconscious. She's got her father's dried blood on her face. Um, Timber, you just sort of find a position guarding over her as the rest of you start to rush back towards the the uh, bodywogs position as you all rush forward ready ready to fight swords out weapons out ready to go you can see just as you're you're, you're coming around the bend of the road you see the stream you see the wooden bridge with the stone you see the four bodywogs they've kind of they gave up on scarlet you can see them all cl- they are still clustered together by the bridge um, as you see, they all kind of are, they're holding their weapons out, kind of aloft. And you see rising up from the, the water, you see this slithering, um, scaly blue creature that looks like a snake lower half and a humanoid upper half with a long crocodile-like maw in the front and several spindly spines all over it as it has this, this large trident is just looking towards towards them and just sort of barking commands at them and then you see it looks past them they can see you approaching blades ready and you just see it just hold the, the trident out towards you as the bullywogs turn and that's what we'll pick up in the next <laughs> Go. wow because we do not have time for combat <laughs> but, uh, but yes, so you've found the Bullywug camp uh, or river stream. You can see a creature that is 
ordering it to uh, engage in these these raids. You found this young girl who must have been kidnapped by them when their father was trying to get her back. He's dead now. Not there in time to save him. Uh, though think, you... Mm-hmm. Sorry, I think while I was running with the little girl, I would have flashbacks to the Night Timber and I met. 100%. Yeah, for sure. And you would even you would have even stopped for a moment and looked at the man dead and thought of Timber for a moment, sort of the idea of a father f- failing to rescue his daughter. Um, but as you get ready to fight off these creatures, um, Timber protecting the little girl, to find out what exactly these bullywogs are doing um, with the stolen people and livestock. That's where we'll pick up next week. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. In Paradise, he was about to say, uh, but I had to cut him off because it's, the audio went to shit right after that. Um, sorry if you noticed some weird choppiness just right right in the beginning. Uh, there was some technical difficulties there as well. Uh, thanks for joining us, and have a good uh, time of the day that it is that you're listening this in. To in. Listening to this in. Fuck. God. Oh, shit.